0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Racing in second, Symphonic can over third. Muscle Hill, drawing away with every stride. Operation Hamiltonian complete. It's Muscle Hill, one fifty and one, equaling the world record.
2: Ninety-two years after its inception, the Hambletonian to this day is the top trotting race for three-year-old trotters. In 2016, a world champion Marion Marauder went on to win the trotting triple crown after defeating Hamiltonian favorite Father Patrick. In 2017-19, talented three-year-old trotters have entered, with one exception, in Walner, as trainer Linda Toscano announced last week that he had suffered a minor injury. Starters this year include International Money, who is three for three in 2017, and the Julie Miller-trained Devious Man, who was a champion of the Earl Beal at Pocono Downs. Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, is proud to present the 2017 Hambletonian Final, live from the Meadowlands Racetrack in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Our coverage starts right now.
3: Coverage of the 2017 Hambletonian on Post Time with Mike and Mike is brought to you by Bet America. Play the Bet America way. The Stable.ca, an affordable way to own all of or part of a racehorse. The Standard Bred Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey. New vocations. Make your next horse the next racehorse. Embroidery Unlimited. Visit EmbroideryUNL.com for all of your embroidery needs. Running Aces, Casino and Racetrack. Visit RunAces.com. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. The Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment and the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. We
2: are live from the Hambletonian at the Meadowlands Racetrack with City to Work. the first of two eliminations for the Hambletonian. <laughs>
4: Up and trotting, long Tom on the outside. Give it gas and go is on go. Guardian Angel being sent into it here. Bill's man gets away fourth as they swing around that first turn. International Money just floated away mid-pack into fifth. And Southwind Woody cuts the corner six. To the outside comes Victor Geo. Then comes Jake. And after an early break before the start, stealth early trailer. Give it gas and go. Dave Filler steps on the gas, leads it by two and a half past the quarter. Guardian Angel, a quick start for that one second. Opening quarter was 27 and four fifths, moving off the turn and down the backstretch. Long Tom and anxious third. The teacher feeds a racetrack, and he dashes up now to challenge for the lead. Two and a half lengths to Bill's man fourth across the backstretch as international money tips to the outside. That one tracked by Victor Gio. and then saving ground, self-win footy on the inside as they pass the half. Jake is second to last. Still Kenover, over a good job to catch the rear of the field as they hit the half mile. And they're at the station in 56-1 and one with Long Tom in front. The New Jersey Sire Stakes champions Long Tom in front a length and a half on give it gas and go second. Billsman first over now, gathering steam on the outside with international money. As live cover now, second over, fourth on the outside. Guardian Angel shovel the fifth on the rail. Victor Hill to the outside. Off stride went south wind woody. Next comes Jake in South Hanover and South quitting on a break and trailing now. Sir, so it's Long Tom and Bill's man threatening on the outside, and international money all set to flip three wide. And given gas and goal, and they turn for home and off stride on the lead. Long, stride, long Tom said so Bill's men inherits the lead, 124 and 2. It's Bill's men now. International Money had a perfect grip. It has dead aim. And here comes Victor Geo on the outside in the center. International Money inching in. Bill's men clings to a short lead. International Money, Bill's men. International Money, either one. It's too close to call. Then Victor Geo, Then Guardian Angel. Then give it gas and go. A quarter for win, one, two, and three.
2: Talk about a dead tight photo as long Tom makes a break in the stretch. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It's our Hambletonian coverage. And, Mike, we kind of had to jump into it there. But how about that finish between Bill's man and international money?
3: That was unbelievable, Mike Carter. That was uh, unreal. Obviously, the storyline, I think, was Long Tom breaking on the lead. That was just something else, Mike. And I guess uh, you can say that it was good timing to get on right when we did because uh, the three-year-old uh, Hamiltonian elimination won, Hamiltonian 92, uh, just got underway, and there you have that driving finish. Well, our broadcast is just getting started, Mike Carter. Three exciting hours. I am Mike Bozich. We're live here at the, the Meadowlands, and let's introduce our broadcast team. Before we uh, do anything else, first of all, we'll start to our left, where uh, Jessica Otten will be providing uh, Paddock and Winner's Circle interviews. Jessica, welcome uh, once again to the team.
5: Thanks for having me out for Hambo Day. It's my first Hambo. Uh, That was a pretty exciting first elimination. I can't wait to see what the second elimination brings and the final. Uh, Before we get started, I have a few shout-outs I have to give. Um, Say hi to my family back home in Michigan. And to the crew back in Indiana at Paysetters, thank you, Peter and Melanie Wren, for giving me the day off to come out here. Um, I can't wait to see what the day has in store for us.
3: All right. That was Jessica. And right now, let's bring in Garnett Barnsdale, who uh, he got a mic of his own down there. And Garnett, I saw you shaking your head over there when uh, Long Tom made that break. Did that hurt you a little bit?
6: It hurt my tri- uh, trifecta bet. I had Long Tom and International Money 1-2 with a whole bunch in behind, so... Yeah, that's why I was shaking my head. But uh, <laughs> it's my only my second bet of the day and my first losing one, so we got a long way to go and some money to make, hopefully. Garnet is on the DRF harness, so he's
3: been double-dipping a little bit. He's doing some DRF harness as well. He's uh, uh, pitching in here on the broadcast. And, uh, Garnet we certainly appreciate you. Taking the long trip, I know you and your son Ace. Beautiful Saratoga, and now you're here. This is your first ever Hambletonian. That's surprising for a guy that gets out as much as you do.
6: You know, it's it's uh, hard to believe. I'm 52, and I've been a harness uh, racing lover for my entire life, and I've made it never made it down here for this one. So uh, yeah, this year I said I'm going to come, and uh, we'll be joining you again at the Breeders' Crown in Indiana. So uh, hopefully my car can hold up with all this punishment. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: All right, let's go to the man to my right. And, uh, well, Nick Sirk's over there to my right, too. How about that? Let's uh, let's bring in the natural Rich Matej. Come over here, Rich. Uh, Can you hear a thing?
7: No, I can't.
3: All right. But listen, you just had a 22-to-1 shot at Saratoga. Rich puts a lot of money through the windows. We always tout Rich handicapping. Not only does Rich do very good on our Facebook live show that we do at Harris Philadelphia, but Rich also is a great throwback handicapper. You just knocked him a 22-to-1 shot at Saratoga. So I guess it's safe to say that you're buying tonight.
7: Yeah, probably. I mean, I would
3: buy anyway. Yeah, sure you would. All right, so anyway, that was uh, the natural Rich Mate and uh, come over here. We already have a special guest. Our man Nick Cerdic's joining us real quick. Hiya, Nick. How are you, Mike? I'm doing fantastic. How's everything going? What would you think of uh, the first elimination of the Ah,
8: uh, That's who I think, uh, you know, I'm rooting for the home team for Andy, but I think uh, that's I think the beat is. We've raced a couple so far today, both got checks, so you race with the big
3: money and you get money, it's all good. Absolutely. Well, Nick, stop on by uh, the rest of the way. We'll uh, love to talk to you a little bit. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. All right. Nick a trainer extraordinaire. And uh, so that's our broadcast, Steve Mike Carter. And uh, congratulations to international money number five, Frank Antonacci, the train, Scott Zeron. And I have to agree with Nick, Mike, that I do think that the international money is uh, probably going to be the one to beat moving forward. Yeah, you got to think so. But how about the trip by
2: Bill's man? Uh, obviously, he benefited from the break of Long Tom, but it really kind of surprised me uh, just how good he was. And our friends at uh, VIP Internet Stable, how uh, happy do they have to be right now? Give it guess and go makes the
3: final as he finished fifth. Yeah, certainly. And uh, as a matter of fact, Mike Ed O'Connor just passed by our broadcast location just a few minutes ago. We had a chance to talk to Ed. And uh, he was pretty excited, obviously. And uh, he is uh, probably going to be joining us. We're going to be joined by a lot of guests here, Mike, throughout the uh, course of the afternoon. We're going to be joined by Anthony McDonald from the CA, uh, Nick already joined us. Jason Sotomayor, hopefully he'll uh, be able to talk to Barry Brown, my boss at Aaron's Philadelphia. He's wandering around here somewhere. He's going to come up. We're going to have a lot of different reactions uh, from the uh, all the different vantage points of uh, the Hamiltonian. But, Mike, I should say, that it's a beautiful, beautiful day here at the Meadowlands. Uh, it was raining throughout the night, and it was uh, it cleared up. The clouds have gone away. It's a nice breeze. It's not an overly warm day. And uh, Garnet, type right way, but Garnet, I do want to bring you in here for just a minute because we noticed something about how the track might be playing through the first uh, eight races
6: here this afternoon. You know what? Speeds holding up very, very well, and um, you know that's another example of it. I think because International Money had a, a, as perfect a trip as you can get on Bill's man, Bill's man's cover, and it took him to the very final stride of the race to uh, get up. And that's the first horse today that wasn't leading, basically turning for home to uh, to win. So I think you got to be you got to be on the leader very close to it to get the job done today. Now the sun's coming out; the track might get even faster.
3: All right. Well, the prices are up, Mike Carter. International money wins and pays 340. If uh, you want to go through the rest of the prices from the post time with Mike and Mike Studios for your position to go at it, my friend.
2: Yeah, exact 5-2 uh, returns 14 40, five, two, seven, try $60.40, pick three, three of 3 50. And the uh, Dime Super five two seven three returned $33.58. And uh, Mike, one thing I noticed, and uh, I'm not sure if you have a ton of information on this, but I noticed those guys in the Hambletonian uh, eliminations were wearing owner's colors instead of their driver's colors.
3: That's absolutely correct, and uh, I know that's one of the things that uh, has been a topic of conversation over the Twitter feed and Facebook feed over the last couple of days. We're going to take our first time out. When we come back, uh, we're going to set the stage for Hambletonian Elimination Number Two with the likes of Devious Man, Enterprise Dover Dan, and the likes. What the Hill drawing the post position Number One, and we've got trainers' reactions. Uh, our trainers' uh, opinions, or some of them anyway, about how their horses are going to do in the uh, second elimination of the Hamiltonian. Don't touch that dial. A lot left to come. Three hours worth on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, driving, dressage, in-hand, showmanship, gated, jumper, hunter, speed, fun, equitation, fresh off the track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, on a chance to receive $200 in cash in a custom belt buckle, participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bred Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th.
9: Be there!
10: Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points state restrictions.
3: Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's the stable.ca.
2: All right. We're joined by uh, trainer John Booten Shane. And in the second elimination, you have Dover Dan, who comes off of six Is coming off a fourth-place effort. It was a pretty good effort from post number nine. Really had to close from off the pace and uh, looked pretty good against the likes of What the Hill. What kind of chance do you give Dover Dan? Actually,
0: I, I'm, I'm really
11: excited about him coming into this race. I mean, he was kind of a little bit like in the gap go, whether or not we were going to go in. You know, I think with Walmer being out, there, definitely made it an easier decision, and then uh, Brian was very pleased with him, it was the first time he ever stood behind the horse, and he said, you know, I really, you know, you didn't have nowhere to go, but uh, when you gain that much ground, getting into a race, they don't usually have a lot of finish left to them, they kind of go along, he said, but this horse was still trying hard, so taking... Uh, his comments and what his feelings were, you know, I asked him if we would be uh, deluding ourselves if there was just going to be a pipe dream going into the Hamiltonian, and he said, no, it's probably worth giving him a shot, so um, taking into consideration his performance there and some of his previous performances, you know, unfortunately, he's been hampered by some terrible posts in the, in the bigger races last year and this year so far, and I uh, really haven't gotten to see you know, exactly how he stacks up with a good trip against the best but uh, we should get that opportunity he landed in a good spot with his elimination and uh, you know hopefully we can work out a trip there as well and see what happens you know I've been telling everybody I just I hope that the horses uh, you know everybody's horses not just it you be nice to settle everything out on the racetrack there and hope they're healthy and nobody makes breaks and uh, you know Make the best horse winner. The better horses get into the final and see what happens. So, you know, it's unfortunate there isn't going to be a superstar in, in a water, but uh, it may make for some uh, interesting drama and some good rivalries going forward. There's a lot of big races left. Where, you know, you've got 19 horses here, and there's uh, two divisions, the towns and Ackerman, that could really mix things up this year and could make it exciting for the fans if these colts can trade blows well, so if they're that evenly matched across the across the boards. So.
2: We're joined by Marcus Milander. All right, Marcus, the second elimination you drew in with Enterprise against the Devious Man and What the Hill. Enterprise was second in his last start, only missing by a length and a half to International Money uh, in a very game effort. Talk to us a little bit about this three-year-old.
12: I, I was very happy with him. He was a little short in that race. He only had a qualifier, and you know, within five weeks from his last start when he was six. so. I was very happy with him, how he looked, and of course he was a little short and you know got beat by that international money, it's not so bad, and so I think he stepped up uh, a lot to this start, he needed that race uh, two weeks ago, and I think uh, he will be on his game on Saturday.
2: Now, Enterprise only had one start, it was a winning one as a two-year-old, uh, was there some maturity issues going on, or you know how did he mature to three years old?
0: Yeah, he was very
12: immature. I got him pretty late in uh, August, and uh, he was very immature. Uh, he got better and better, uh, and, and we raced him once there, and I felt it was a very good horse. So I talk, talked to the owner and I said, now we just train for for the spring, and uh, and uh, they trusted me, and here we are.
2: <laughs> uh, enterprise or long time, are you concerned at all about the uh, two heats?
12: No, they, they're both very athletic and strong horses, so I think two heats, same day, can just be good for them. Uh, I don't see any problems, uh, not, not right now. Too, that if, if they both make the final, I think they'll be doing just fine in the final as well. All
2: right, we're joined now by driver Yannick Jingra. Now the second elimination, you drive Akil Dujeres, and the one... Thing that kind of jumps off the page at me is that he's beat older horses before. He's won two of his last three, and those two wins came uh, against older horses. Uh, what do you think of uh, Akilu Harris's chances?
12: I mean, he's a nice horse, you know I mean, it's definitely a little bit. I think uh, you know he's going to have to bring you know his a game and plus, you know, what I mean, uh, you know, yeah. You know, he's going to go fast, not to win this race. And I don't think the two-eed will bother him. You know, he's a big, strong horse, but uh, he's a horse that definitely, uh, you know, has to be on top of his game Saturday
3: to, to contend. Okay, right now we're joined by driver Andy Miller. Andy, we, we had you on the show just a couple of weeks ago, but obviously you're going to be a very busy guy come uh, Hamiltonian Day. You've got uh, a lot of. Uh, live horses, live drives, obviously, and of course with uh, Julie, Mill, a lot of live horses of your own. Let's uh, talk a little bit about Devious Man in the uh, second elimination. You drew post nine. Uh, what are your thoughts on his chances uh, in that ten-horse field?
13: Well, I wish I'd have drawn a little bit better, but I, I think he's got a big shot. You know, obviously from the nine hole, he needs a little bit of luck, but uh, you know, I think he's a big contender in there and he's got a good shot.
3: Obviously, uh, without Walner in here, you have to feel uh, certainly. I think like everybody does a little bit better uh, about the uh, chances. Although you know, Devious Man has certainly proven that he could hang right with Walner. Talk a little bit about the Stanley Dancer. You did finish second to Walner. How did he come out of that race, and how's he been training uh, leading up to this one?
0: Uh he, he came out of the
13: race super, and he's been training really good. We uh, got a pretty good mile in him last Saturday training, and he's trained super so. Uh... You know, we're, we got a lot of high hopes, and he acts like he's on top of his game.
2: All right, we're joined now by uh, driver Matt Kakeli. The second elimination uh, features South Wing Cobra Matt, uh, who looked really sharp uh, against What the Hill and then made a break uh, turning for home. Uh, is this another horse that uh, could make some noise if uh, he minds his manners?
0: He
13: could. Um, he looked he looked good up until that point he ran last week. I don't know too much about him. I think I might have only driven him maybe once. Before. Um, I don't know him too much, but um, you know, hope for the best and we'll see what happens.
3: All right, we're back uh, on site. Those are some of the uh, trainers' previews of what they think about and what they think is going to happen in the upcoming Hamiltonian elimination race number nine. We're about three minutes away. A quick update on the odds boards. What the Hill is two to one right now. Over Dan currently nine to two. Uh, Enterprise six to one. And from post nine, Devious Man is co-favorite right now with What the Hill at two to one. Let's bring in the natural Rich Mate. Rich, let's uh, go through and talk about some of these horses in post position orders, starting with What the Hill. The three-year-old colt tra- uh, Ron Burke Trainee has won seven of twenty. And it looks like he's really starting to peak, heading into uh, this uh, Hamiltonian assignment.
7: Yeah, he definitely looks like the horse to beat since he drew the rail. So he should be on the lead. And like we were talking about before we went on the air, when they hit the top of the stretch here, it looks like they're all in slow motion with the wind hitting them. So who's ever been on the lead at the top of the stretch has been hanging on in most of the races today. And I think he's just going to be on the lead.
3: Two with seven and seven owned by june and thomas durand and alan smith tom durand trains mark mcdonald is in the bike and actually i'm going to turn away from you one second rich garnett i'm going to bring you in because this is a horse that from mohawk you being from canada you've uh, perhaps had a chance to see and uh trainer tom durand can you give us some maybe a little bit of background on him and the horse
6: yeah, you know, he's a really good uh, two-year-old. You see there he won four of eight starts, 173,000. Um, he won the Wellwood Final, which, uh, you know, against Open Company, you see international money, international money finished behind him last year in the Wellwood Final. But he's taken a long time to come around this year. He's only had two starts. Um, they, you know, they may be rushing him a bit to get here. I, I think you got, you know, you're getting 13 to 1. You need a price to bet this horse, but he's not really in my top three. I just think um, I think the fitness factor might be against him here.
3: All right, number three, Rich, is a horse by the name of Sorty. Patricia Stables, Joe Sebranco, Mario Monza, Sorty Stables, Andy McCarthy drives. This horse made a break last time off the qualifier. Obviously a lot of X's in those lines.
7: Yeah, and even two races back in the Stanley Dancer, he actually looked like he had trot and then he self destructed. I can't trust a horse like this with a bunch of breaks. I'd pass on Sorty. But he is he has the talent to be in the Hamiltonian. Garnett, let's talk a little bit about Shake It Off, Lindy,
3: number four. This is a horse that's owned by K&R Breeding, Frank Antonacci, already with the win in the first elimination with international money.
6: Shake It Off, Lindy is a horse that you had a chance to see in the good times back in June. Yeah, you know what? He uh, he had a lot of trot in his elimination. I actually bet him in the final because of that. He was lacked room, um, and, he, and he got a first up trip and kind of stopped. But if you look, he's third and fourth a lot. He's probably going to stay on the rail, try and sit a trip. This is a really good horse to use if you're betting tries and supers in the third and fourth slot here.
3: John Shane is the trainer of five. Dover Dan Rich, owned by Bill Wiswell and Gene Galen and Eugene Schick. Uh, actually, we heard from John Bootenshain about Dover Dan, and he thinks pretty highly of his horses here today.
7: Yeah, this is my top pick in this race. He came home in 54-3 and three in the back half last time, and what the hell walked on the lead in that race. He had a, a ton of trot left. And since he drew the five hole, I think he's going to be closer than last. And I think he can actually win this race.
3: Garnett, the speedy six is Enterprise Caronth Incorporated. Tim Tietrich at the reins for trainer Marcus Maylander. This horse was the
4: favorite
6: in the good times, finishing a tiring fourth. Yeah, but he came back with a good race against international money last time. And if uh, you're getting nine to two on a speed horse on a speed favoring track, it's not the worst swing you could take here. Seven Rich and Southwind Cobra, the
3: three-year-old Ron Burke trainee. Another one that made a break last time in the Reynolds is looking for his first win of his three-year-old campaign. This would be quite a time to get it.
7: Yeah, but I don't see it happening here, especially on the break last time. I'd pass on Southwind Cobra.
3: Number eight, uh, Garnett, is Achille Duhara for our trainer, Jimmy Tactor and driver, Yannick Gingra. This horse is coming off a win at the Meadowlands, but uh, obviously with post-date, it's going to be a very tall order here today.
6: It is, but you're getting 55-1 to 1 on Tactor and Gingra. Yeah. Uh, that might not be the worst $2 stab if you're going to take one. I, I don't really see it myself, but, you know, after the race, we'll be saying, look, Tactor and Gingra paid 112 bucks if they win, so you never know.
3: Number nine, Rich, is Devious Man. Uh, this is one of the horses that we watched at Pocono in the Beal final, coming up the inside to defeat Long Tom and Ariana G at great odds, 15-1. to 1. You've had him that day since, finished a good second in the Stanley Dancer to Walner, who, of course, is not here due to injury.
7: Yeah, this, this is probably the best three-year-old now that Walner's out. Post-nine might be tough. I know he has speed, but we know the one's going to leave. And at 2-1, to one, I wouldn't play him, but he's definitely a major player today for sure.
3: And, of course, number 10, Garnett, is Perfect Spirit. And this is a little bit of a wise guy horse. I've rumblings of a lot of people liking this particular horse. He's won three of his last four, a fourth-place finish in the Beal final. Your thoughts?
6: Well, we know that uh, Svont, Aki Svonstad is not shy if he thinks he's got a horse that he wants to get to the front. This horse could provide some chaos here. This this horse, um, if, he, if he's insistent on going forward, could actually set it up for a closer, maybe the first one we'll see today.
3: Mike Carter back in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios. Let's get your reaction uh, right now. Still co two to one favorites from the pylons. What the hill and a devious man from the nine. What do you think, my friend?
2: You know, kind of a wild card horse here is the three sortie. And uh, I agree with Rich Matei in the fact that I'm not a big wh- person that likes to play a breaker, but he is first time hobbled. He does take the trotting hobbles on uh, for trainer Noel Daly. And I think, you know, you're getting a, a pretty price take a look at a stab at twelve to one. You know, another horse I liked uh along with Richmond Tay was Dover Dan. And Enterprise could step up in surprise here. Dover Dan's coming off Lasix uh in this race because uh there's no Lasix uh, in the Hambletonian. And then of course the six Enterprise for driver Tim Tetrick was second to international money who we just saw in a gutsy first elimination i think enterprise dover dan and uh sortie all definitely have a chance here and uh, I, I was uh kind of hot on seven and a seven on our show this past thursday
3: mike we talked a little bit about uh, uh wearing drivers wearing the official colors of the owners and that's exactly what Tim Teetrick is going to do here with Six Enterprise. He is going to wear the red and yellow covers of uh, Carant Incorporated, the owners of Number Six Enterprise. Mike, do you think this is something we could see more of going forward? Yeah, definitely. It's interesting to see. You know, I
2: was watching uh, watching the last race. and uh, It looks like, uh, you know, they're wearing the owner's colors. Uh, I, I believe that uh, Scott Zeron was wearing the trainer's colors in the last race. But I got to tell you, man, it's something uh, that's definitely different. One thing as announcers in this game, and I think Richmond take in for this as well, it's nice to know that Dave Miller's always going to be purple on top and white on the bottom. But, you know, if they start wearing the owner's colors, uh, I think the only people that it will be difficult for will be the announcers.
3: Yeah, well, you know, hey, the the thoroughbred announcers can handle it, I think, the hardest announcements. We can too, right? Well, maybe except for me. <laughs> well we're we're coming up on post
2: time here just a few minutes away they're showing number five dover dan on the screen right now driver brian sears and uh mike this is a you know this could be kind of a wild card horse boy i'll tell you what he closed a lot of ground in a hurry And when i talked to trainer john boot shane uh he, about that effort in the reynolds he was very happy with it and the fact that he closed in 27 seconds it's a very
3: game what the hell? Yeah, John, obviously listening to his comments uh, just a few minutes ago, he's very high on Dover Dan, and this wants to get some big time post relief, Mike. I mean, from post nine down to post five, I think that's a pretty darn big improvement. Let's uh, turn it around the horn to get final picks as they get sent to go to the gate. It is elimination number two. We're going to see who's going to the big dance and who's going home. Rich, uh, I saw you head up to the windows. Uh, you want to share what that ticket says
7: with us? It says $40 to win on the five, Dover, Dan. Wow, so Rich goes 40
3: to five on Dover, Dan. Let's bring in Garnett Barnsdale here. Garnett, uh, give us your final
6: take on it. Who? Uh, where's your money going? Well, I picked what the hill to win the whole thing before. I'm not going to go off them, but my money is actually going on the – Four-horse, shake off Lindy, singled for third in some trifectas and fourth in some supers. That's where I'm going. All right.
3: Sounds good to us. There's 36 seconds to go
6: left on the countdown clock. And, uh,
3: Mike, you give you a pick already. Right?
2: Yeah, just about. Uh, you know, I, I've kind of narrowed it down to a few. But if I had to go with one in this race, I'm going to go with seven and seven, the
3: two-horse. All right. Fantastic. After this race is concluded, we're going to send it down to Jessica. And she's going to. Circle action, whoever the winner is, whoever is going to advance the Hamiltonian 92. Once again, it is just a beautiful day here at the Midlands. It's uh, The clouds have given way. It was raining all throughout the uh, early morning. The clouds have given way. Very comfortable temperatures. A bit of a headwind in the stretch. So if you're gambling on the card from here on forward, and I know this is something that uh, Garnett brought up, but I think it's well worth repeating that. You have to be close to the front end. At least that's how the first eight races have panned out. There's probably about a good 15 to 20-mile-an-hour headwind in the stretch, so perhaps that is the reasoning. Right now, without further ado, let's send it upstairs to the fine voice of the Meadowlands, Ken Warkinson. It's elimination number two from Hamiltonian 92 on this beautiful Saturday afternoon at the Meadowlands.
4: Five and six over Dan and Enterprise. For $100,000, the second elimination for the 92nd Hamiltonian, sponsored by Hanover Shoe Farms, the greatest name in harness racing. Here they come. And they're off and trotting Achilles du from the far outside perfect spear trying to gun out there. Prize with early speed showing up there with Dover Dan. He is fourth. What the Hill cuts the corner. is now fourth as they round the first turn three, four deep. Sortie is in between versus fifth and tight quarters there. Devious Man comes at three wide now and swoops Dover Dan. And then on the rail, seven and seven near the rear of the field with shaken off Lindy and Southwind Cobra Trails. Two wide past the quarter. Tim Tietrich and Enterprise taking over, dashing up there 28. Enterprise down the back stretch, pocketing up his Achilles du and Jigra. What the Hill tracks from third right now, and What the Hill is taking to the outside here, and he's up the challenge for the lead. Up two lengths to experience spirit in fourth across the back stretch. Shorty fifth on the inside, seven and seven on the hill, and then it's Devious Man on the outside, followed by Dover, Dan, and over, and shake it off. Lindy, they're at the half at 55-4, 27-4, fifths. It's What the Hill taking over. What the Hill now, 2-1 to one with Dave Miller in control. They race to the bar to perfect spirit. Oki Spogstead taking a shot now, first over into second. Enterprise back in the box, third. Sortie. good second trip, fourth on the outside, heading to three quarters. Up third over is Dede's man. Dede's man just 3.5 from the lead here, looking to rally into it as Akili Duhara drops back, roughly picked off with 7-7. Seven and seven. And a perfect spirit on the outside. Is taking it to What the hell? What the hell? digging in, trying to fend them off. 124 into the stretch drive. It's What the hell on the inside. Perfect Spirit on the outside pours it on, looking for the lead. Enterprise, and here's Devious Man looking to rally Edwin from the inside. Enterprise and Dietrich found a way through. Perfect Spirit, Devious Man on the outside, closing in on the real Enterprise and the Bionic Man. Enterprise, then Devious Man, then Perfect Spirit, then close either What the hell or Doverden. Enterprise.
2: And so enterprise comes through at the inside for driver tim Teetrick to win and our man rich Bate, devious man finished a game second on the outside but guys how about enterprise perfectly driven tim Teetrick uh never
3: panicked
2: at the inside he just kind of took his time and when the rail opened up he came through to win easy
3: Tim Tietrich and the Colors of Courant Incorporated. Let's bring Garnett Barnsdale in. Garnett, I thought number 10, perfect man, raced raced absolutely huge here. Perfect Spirit raced absolutely huge.
6: Absolutely. Going around the last turn when he put put about a neck or a half length in front, I thought he was going to be the winner, but... uh... When Enterprise got room, he shot up the rail, and just another case of you need to be on the front to win today. And, uh, you know, I thought, I thought Devious Man raced really well. He was closing well on the outside. Uh, if he draws a better post in the final, I might go to him.
3: Yeah, Devious Man did a lot of what a lot of horses
6: couldn't do here earlier in the day,
3: and that's closed a good piece of
6: ground. Richmond Sandler's
3: throw it to you. Your thoughts on uh, Enterprise storming up the inside to take it?
7: Yeah, I thought Tim Teacher did the right thing. He got his position moving forward, was in the game early. And then the C's just opened up for him. Perfect trip. Good heads-up drive by Tim Tietrich. And like we always say, you got to get your position moving forward, and that's what happened here, and he got rewarded. All
3: right, so congratulations to Drive Tim Tietrich and the connections Marcus Melander, trainer, and Caranth Incorporated, the owners of Six Enterprise, as they return to the Winner's Circle. Just Gordon is going to have Winner's Circle action, and we have so much more left on this marathon edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, live from the Hamiltonian, live from the Meadowlands. And it's brought to you by a whole host of sponsors, including Bet America. We'll be back right after this. The Kentucky Sire Stinks is a culmination of a month-long series of preliminary races with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. The Kentucky Sire Stinks includes two- and three-year-old pacers and trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov. Summer racing heats up at the Downs at Mohegan Sun, Pocono. Catch all the action Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday with a post time of 6.30 and Sunday at 7.30 p.m. In July and August, it's the two- and three-year-old trotters and pacers in the spotlight in Pennsylvania Sire Stinks and Pennsylvania Stallion Series action. Follow us on Twitter for all things racing at Downs at MSP, at Downs at MSP. Mohican Sun Pocono. The New Vocations
2: Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standardbreds the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program.
10: Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points state restrictions.
3: Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings, while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519 400 Four two six three. That's five one nine four hundred four two six three. It's the stable. Ca.
2: We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Vobozic, and uh, we'll be joining the winning connections of number six enterprise here in just a moment. Just gotten down in the winner's circle as she will be doing an interview with Winning connections. Uh, lots of great racing still coming up, uh, Mike, including Townsend Ackerman in race number 10. And I know a race that I think all of us uh, in this uh, community are uh, looking forward to is the Sam McKee Memorial, which is race number 11. Here's some prices real quick. We'll toss it back out to you. Number six, Enterprise returns 13 Six-nine, exact $47. Uh, trifecta returns $421.60. The pick three, 180 and the superfecta six nine ten one sixty dollars fifty eight cents some pretty good payoffs in the two eliminations of the Hamiltonian.
3: Yeah, certainly, Jet Scott's down there in the winner's circle. She's in that sea of humanity. As of course uh, Hollywood Bob Hayden right now is interviewing the winning connections. Uh, once again, kind of weird to see Tim Teichrich in the colors of uh, a Incorporated. As uh, obviously there have been a little bit of movement. Rich Mattain to to use owners' colors in uh, some of these races like this. You don't see them very often, but every once in a while you do. And there's been a lot of talk on Facebook and Twitter that maybe this is a direction that racing needs to go, much like the thoroughbreds.
7: Yeah, I think that it would be good because you want to represent the owners, and what's a better way than representing owners than having your own colors? And by the way, Tim Tietrich is two for two today in these colors.
3: That's right. So, Rich, we're gonna we're gonna actually put you on assignment. We're gonna make you run a little bit because the draw should be coming up here momentarily uh, for the uh, the actual Hamiltonian for uh, his five from the first and limb five from the second and limb. And obviously, post position draw is gonna be very important. You see a horse like Devious Man who is rallying up in a in a day where you probably have to be up close. So, post position draws gonna be very very important for the big one.
7: Yeah, that's pretty much what it's gonna be. The two that won the eliminations don't have to really worry about it, but the rest of the field, especially like we say, nobody's been closing when they hit the top of the stretch. So getting your position in these races mean everything all day, which is why I praised him, T-Trick, he got a horse in the game, left with him, found a spot, and then just came right up the rail. So we'll see, though.
3: All right. Well, Jessica was going to try to get Tim Tietrich, but Tim Tietrich kind of rushed off. But Jessica, we're going to turn it down to you anyway, because you're down in the winner's circle, obviously, and you're proud. Can you tell us a little bit about how the crowd has gathered? I know it's a little light, perhaps, in the beginning, but as you can tell, the people have really started to file in.
5: Yeah, the the crowd has probably tripled since I've got here today. I like 11 o'clock. It's a great atmosphere. Hi. Um, and honestly, it's amazing. I mean, everybody's just cheering for all the horses. It's, just, it's an awesome atmosphere to be around and in the crowd when the, when the uh, horses come down the stretch. So I can't wait to see what they're like for the final.
3: All right. Well, Jessica, I know you're going to try to get the panic, so uh, we'll let you go down there, and uh, hopefully you can bring us some great interviews. Hopefully. All right, that was Jessica. I'm down in the winner's circle once again. Uh, we're about nine minutes away from race number 10 is both Hamiltonian eliminations in the book. And, uh, Mike, I'll tell you what, after seeing both eliminations, after seeing these horses perform over a day that we think you have to be up close to uh, to compete here, what do you kind of think? What's your initial thoughts of the finals? You know, I think the final is going to be a lot more competitive uh, than we originally thought.
2: We, I remember us talking off the air, Mike, about how competitive this race would be with the uh, with Walner not being in it. But it's even more competitive now. I mean, both races, I mean, first to second, to even back to third, was only about three or three-and-a-half lengths. So uh, definitely going to be some competitive finals. The draw is going to make the difference. I have to agree with Rich Matei here that the draw is going to make the difference on— uh, possibly who could win this race. Obviously the two elimination winners uh, don't necessarily have to worry about that, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see. That's for sure.
3: All right. Let's, uh, we're joined now by Tom James uh, from the VIP internet stables. And Tom, you guys have made the big dance with give it gas and go. We had Ed on the show a couple of days ago and uh, he was pretty confident with the hopes of making it. And here you guys are. You guys headed to the big dance. What were your thoughts?
14: Wow, a big exhale after that race there. I think everybody's excited just to get through the elimination. You know, all the things that have gone on with him this week, you know, dealing with taking him off of Lasix and uh, you know having a horse in front of him, breaking a stretch, trying to give everybody a heart attack. And then um, just hanging on in there where hopeful we're very excited vip nation here is in full force we've got a bunch of people here so everybody just exhaled and said oh thank goodness we made it to the final so it's pretty exciting absolutely dave miller drove this and uh, is this the first time dave drove this horse? i think it is i think corey has been on it most of the time i think it's the first time we, uh, we were we able to pick up dave. not so bad to pick up a hall of fame driver, the catch driver for you well will take that. Now we're going to have to look for a driver though in this race. Uh, my partner Ed O'Connor's back in the paddock right now talking to John Boot and Shane find out how Give a Gas and Go came out of the race uh, as far as uh, hopefully nice and healthy and looking for a driver. So we still have to pick one yet for that race, but there's a few pretty decent guys out there
3: that I think we'll get a hold of. All right. Well, Tom, we appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you in the finals. Go get them. All right. Thank you. That's what we're going to do. All right. That was Tom Jane's VIP Internet Stables. Give a Gas and Go uh, making the finals of the Hamiltonian. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, we're just filled with a lot of special guests here, Rich Say. Garnet Barnesdale, you're standing by over there, and I see you've got a, a young, dapper gentleman standing right behind you.
6: A young, dapper gentleman uh, probably trying to sell me another horse. You know? <laughs> Anthony McDonald.
3: Anthony, come on over here, buddy. Come on. Come over here. Of course, Anthony McDonald from thestable.ca. And uh, have a seat there, my friend. And, uh, y- you know... You're just all over the damn place I mean, everywhere I go, here's there Tell us about this whirlwind week that you've had Over the last couple of weeks Where you're pretty much like in every state in the uh, union Well,
15: oh, listen, man You know, I, you only get out of this game what you put in And I keep saying it over and over again And I,
0: listen,
15: I'm willing to work as hard as I have to Make sure this works And, and um, you know, I think the, the horses are holding up their end of the bargain no, They're definitely. racing really well and, uh, you know, the hard work that we put in all, all over through the winter months, I think my wife and I and the, the people at the barn, it's showing up. I mean, uh, can't ask for much more than that. You know, we're being very, very lucky. And we all know the definition of luck is proper preparation meets opportunity. And, you know, they're prepared. And we, we've been given, a, you know, luckily we've been given an opportunity and, and it's, it's panned out really well.
3: Now, I got to ask you, because, of course, I called the race here at Harris, Philadelphia. And, you got away with a slow second quarter there. And, as a matter of fact, everybody's going to call you the rate the, the rate master because it was such a great job of rating that second quarter. And, obviously, you had plenty left in the tank. But, but no, that was, a, that was a pretty nice effort. And it's good to see you doing well with Pennsylvania, Brits. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of highway robbery. But, <laughs> but
7: what are you could hey, take, take it, right?
3: Yeah, yeah I
15: mean, uh, an old guy used to know said, you know, Jesse James needed a gun and all you needed was a set a lines. I mean, uh, yeah, we got away with it. We got away with a soft half. And listen, if they're gonna give money away, I'm gonna take it. And uh, luckily, the announcer pointed it out two or three times coming to the half. of The base. And I never heard it until I saw the replay. I'm like, oh, this is nice. I can't believe it. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, there was a couple of people complained about it. Nah. I understand. I understand where they're coming from from a from a better standpoint, but. You know, if, if six people are going to watch me dig their graves, then don't complain when they're laying in them at
3: the end of the day. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, listen, uh, once again, stable.ca has just taken off. I mean, it's taken off l- like a madhouse. Uh, how many different owners you got now? 281 as of this morning in six countries. Wow, that is unbelievable. For anybody that wants yeah, to get into this, the Garnett's, right Garnett's right here. a very happy owner, but a lot of happy owners out there. For anybody that wants to get involved, to get in on this phenomenon, I like to call it the new thing of harness racing because that's exactly what it is i think it's a big big uh way to go forward for harness racing how do they get involved with the stable huh? how do they get involved with the stable
15: oh well, you can get involved any way you want you can uh you can phone me and call me at 519 400 i love a man that
0: gives us phone. <laughs> yeah I love you can it.
15: call me you can email me you can go on our website www.thestable.ca uh listen if you can't get a hold of me you're just not trying very hard because i'm the most,
3: you know I'm the easiest person to get a hold of in North America. Anthony, we love you, buddy. Thank you for everything you do for this show, and thank you for everything you do for sport. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, that's Anthony McDonald at the stable.CA Mike, you've got some breaking news, my friend. I'm going to throw it back to you.
2: Yeah, we've got the post-position drawing uh, that was just completed on the Meadowlands feed, and Mike, give it, gas, and go draws the rail for the final for VIP internet stable enterprise draws post two devious man post three what the hill post four international money post five perfect spirit in a post number six dover dan post seven victor Gioit post number eight guardian angel us post nine and bill's man post 10 talk about a uh, talk about some racing luck for the vip internet stable as they draw the rail in the hambletonian
3: final yeah, I know Ed O'Connor uh, and uh, Tom James, who we just had on this program, have to be happy about that. We're uh, two minutes away from race number 10. And once again, Mike, we're going to go over that post-draw once again for the Hamiltonian. Uh, but we got another special guest here. The next race is the Townsend Ackerman. Obviously, we're going to cover that as well. But with me, and I better treat this guy very well because he is my man, Barry Brown from Harris, Philadelphia, uh, stopping by. Barry, how are you? Good, thank you, Mike. Hey, this is great up here. What a view! It is a very nice way they put us up in a very nice spot, and and uh, you know we're lucky to be up here. We've got the bird's eye view. But uh, first of all, your thoughts on a couple of the Hamiltonian eliminations? You know what? The last race just now, the the second heat, uh, Enterprise Dietrich. That
8: that's my pick. That that was uh, that was impressive, and uh, uh, I may just dabble on that
3: uh, on the final. So. All right. Well, listen, let's uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, what's coming up on Harris, Philadelphia on Friday night because of a very special night coming up. We're going to honor the memory of Garden State Park, Garden State Arena. We've got a lot of great special guests, and I think one just passed by us.
8: Yeah. So it's Friday, August 11th, uh, night racing at Harris, Philadelphia, 630 post, the second leg of our summer reunion nights, Garden State Park. It's going to be a great night for fans. We're going to have special guests, a memorabilia show. Encourage all fans out there who have anything from Garden State Park, a program, an old wagering ticket, a giveaway item. Bring it out. We're going to have a special gift for you. We have confirmed John Campbell, Kat Mandy, and Larry Letterman all doing meet and greets with the fans. So it should be a really great night. Live music, uh, a barbecue on our grandstand patio. And we're just going to – we hope that any Garden Staters out there, come on out and – relive some of those memories with us
3: All we need is weather if we can have a night
8: like this it'd be perfect absolutely and uh, long range forecast looks good so far
7: all
3: right well barry listen, we really appreciate you joining us once again everybody come out friday night to harris philadelphia it's going to be a party absolutely great thank you all right thanks barry all right that was barry brown the director of racetrack operations out at harris philadelphia right now the clock is showing uh, zero actually we're about seven minutes away after the drag for race number nine but Mike, in case uh, people just uh, tuning in or just missed it, obviously the two eliminations in are over. And uh, once again, go ahead with that post-draw code again. All
2: right, the uh, post-draw is as follows. Now that we don't have drivers at this point, uh, driver choices or any of that sort, these are just post positions. Uh, give it, guess, and go draws post number one. Enterprise draws post number two. Devious Man, who was a hard-charging uh, second, and the second elimination was post three. What the Hill drew post four, International Money post five, Perfect Spirit draws post six, seven Dover Dan, eight Victor Geoet, nine Guardian Angel Os, and uh, a little bit of bad luck, uh, but uh, the Bills, as Garnett knows, are used to bad luck. Uh, Bills Man draws post ten, so uh, it's, a, uh, it's an interesting draw, that's for sure, and give it guess and go. Uh, I tell you what, those guys for VIP Internet Stables, they've got to be pleased with where they
3: drew. Question about it. A very interesting post draw, and we're going to see how it is going to play out. All right, let's take a look at the horses. Rich, if you want to settle down here in just a minute and uh, we'll take a look at the horses. He's looking for another long shot at Saratoga, I think. He's already had one 22 to 1, so he's going to try to strike again. Hey, Mike. Let's,
16: uh, hey, Mike.
0: Yes.
2: Hey, we do have a, a, an equipment change as well. What the Hill will race without hopples in the final? So, what the Hill will race? without hopples in the final of the Hamiltonian.
3: Very interesting. What the hill, racing without trotting hopples uh, for the Hamiltonian. That's very interesting news there. All right, let's bring in uh, Garnett Barnsdale. It's the uh, Townsend Ackerman coming up next. Three old Colton Gelding trotters in action. A field of ten. And, uh, Garnett, let's go through these very quickly. One is 2 a.m. This is a Buter Connection horse here with Gene Oldford Farms, Bill and Carol Fuse. Tyler Buter's in the bank. This horse is a high percentage winner, 7 of 10, a victory in the PA All-Stars last time at the, the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. I had a chance to see this horse at Harris Philly win a stallion series race in 55-4. Obviously, this horse has talent, and the Buters are very good with trotters.
6: Look, the horse knows where the wire is. He draws a good post. He's liable to get out to the front He can watch seven and 6-1 on the thing. Two in the field is Yes Mickey owned by Melby
3: Garner Incorporated, Anki Swan, Reigns and Drives. This is another horse that uh, has been close but is only one for eight. Now, I know, Rich, that sometimes you're shy of horses that show an attendance attend- attend- one second and not win.
7: Yeah, they just don't have that instinct, the winning instinct that some horses do have. And it is a cause for pause when you have eight starts in five seconds. I mean, this horse faced What the Hill last time, and we just saw What's the Hill disappoint as the favorite. So if you want to use that in your handicapping, maybe the race wasn't that strong. He's four to five right now, which I don't think he should be. He is the horse to beat, but I'm Leary. Rich is Leary. Uh, Garnet three is fly
3: on I talked to Andy Miller uh, earlier on the day about this horse, and uh, obviously his horse has had some problems, but also hasn't had some very good post draws. Does face uh, perhaps just a little bit easier today, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of goose eggs in that win place and show column in 2017.
6: Yeah, but if you look at his last trip, parked a mile from the eight hole, uh, pretty strong fractions. He only lose by five lengths. Most of the three here, I can see... I mean, I, I could see you wanting to play this horse, but at five to one, I, I mean, I'd rather bet the one. I'd probably rather bet the two horses at three to five than this one at five to one. To be honest.
3: For uh, Rich is a fair of honor, three-year-old Jonathan Shane Coe is uh, coming off a fourth-place finish at the Met against overnight competition. Has won three of 18s, only a couple of bucks away from that $100,000 earnings mark. Your thoughts of him?
7: He might be up against it, but he looked really good on the track, and. Three starts back, he actually faced older horses and didn't disgrace himself. He actually brushed to the lead, and Montebano B, who's not that bad of a horse, beat him. So, if a three-year-old at this time can face older horses and not disgrace himself, that's kind of impressive. He might be in over his head, but still, at fifty-five to one, I'm not talking you off of him.
3: Rubio Garnett is nine to one post five. There's another Jimmy Tactor uh, trainee this time, Jimmy Tactor is uh, driving the three-year-old who was 6 of 12, including a victory this year. But they, and look in looking those last uh,
6: two or three starts, you see some X's. Well, I don't love him, but you know what? Take a look at the driver column. The only the only race he won this year was a powerful first-up effort with uh, Tactor driving. And then he put Jinger on him four times, and he breaks three out of the four times. So maybe there's something to that. Rich, number six, only passing through, is uh, on a win streak. He has been...
3: Uh, he's- Six so far here in 2017. Obviously, it will get a lot tougher uh, tonight than uh, what he was facing at Plain Ridge.
7: Yeah, this is the acid test for him, but you got to try at some point, especially if you're sharp like this. And a positive thing, he shows speed. So you never know.
3: Marcus Melander Trainee is seven, uh, Garnett, Earl Ferreira for driver Brett Miller. Uh, this is a horse that, that just broke his maiden three starts back at Aaron's Philadelphia, did so from post-8, did so impressively, he did so against one of Richmond Tay's favorite horses, Wild Whiskey, who, uh, Wild Whiskey is one of those uh, 0 for 30 horses, but uh, so obviously the, perhaps the field wasn't that great that he beat, and since then has struggled.
6: Yeah, I can't like him. He doesn't, uh, to me, he doesn't have enough get, gate speed to even get into the race. He's probably going to be 9th or 10th at the quarter, At um, 90-to-1. I wouldn't take a swing here.
3: Rich, we had a chance to see number 8 Deacon Tony in action at Aaron's Philadelphia 3. Starts back on July 9th, and that one went wire-to-wire wire at very low odds at 157. This one does have some speed, but also has a tendency to uh, not mind his racing
0: on his
7: Yeah, like last time, in that win, he walked on the lead. He went a 30-2 second quarter. I don't know if he could win this race, uh, but at 40-1, to one, like I said, I'm not going to talk you off a long shot. All
3: right, 9, Garnett is meteoric. Richard Johnson, Joe Bongiorno, they have a lot of success here at the Meadowlands, and this horse is coming up a couple of straight thirds at the Meadowlands, including a third-place finish against the likes of International Money and Enterprise. We may know those.
6: Look, uh, this horse is interesting to me. If you look at his start two back in the in the Dance Memorial, what you're talking about, he got out for position, stayed covered up, and then had enough to trot home in 26-4. and four. I mean, if he can get out in the top three or four here, he might be uh, he might be on the ticket. And real
3: quick, Richard, they go to the game 10, muscle high, coming off a 3rd place finish last time. Tim Teatrick back in the bike, but uh, he's driving well today.
7: Yeah, he disappointed at odds-on last time. I would pass on this one.
3: All right, it's the $50,000 Townsend Ackerman for year old Colton Gelding Trotters raced down at the Meadowlands. that sent send it upstairs. Take the voice. Ken Warkinson.
4: Andy and Julie Miller. Here they come. up and trotting, Meteorica flying from the far outside, Earl Barriera. And Rubio shows Trot. And, yes, Mickey, the big favorite from the inside. 2 a.m. on the rail. Yes, Mickey and 2 a.m. Those two sparring now. And Earl Verriere left out there three deep with Rubio in between horses. And Flyon's going to settle in fifth here off the speed. Meteoric is parked out here as they pass the quarter. Then it's a pair of honor, followed by only passing through. And Deacon Tony and Muscle High can see them all. 27-2 off the turn. And across the backstretch, yes, Mickey establishes a two-length lead for O.K. Sponstad. 2 a.m. second, a loose pocket setter here. Gap of three and a half lengths to Rubio third. Another length back to Earl Barriera. Followed by On fifth as a head towards the half mile. And uh, next on the rail comes Meteoric. Followed by a fairer modern near the back of the pack with Deacon Tony getting underway. Only passing through stride for stride with him and Muscle High still trails. 55 and a half mile. So it's Yes, Mickey in front of here, 3 to 5. Yes, Mickey a length and a quarter. Stocked all the way by 2 a.m. Rubio looking to tighten in and being roused in third there. Gap yeah, at two lengths to fly on fourth on the outside. Around a struggling Earl Verriera. To the outside comes Meteor from way, way back then. Only passing through three wide. Deacon Tony around a fair of honor and muscle high. And 2 a.m. Deuce popped here. Comes after Yes, Mickey. Those two together. 1.3 for three quarters. Into the stretch. So, yes, Mickey braces for 2 a.m. on the outside. And Tyler Buter, 2 a.m. pouring it on. Yes, Mickey trying to find an answer and quick on the inside. Fly on is third. And the others far back for behind spoils. 2 a.m. at 7 to 1 prevailing. 2 a.m. looking for three in a row. And first down the face. 2 a.m. over Yes, Mickey. Then it was fly on. And passing through. 152 a.m.
3: The Buters are fantastic with trotters, and once again, we get a one-for-eight horse, bet down to three to five. The wild whiskey syndrome.
7: It's amazing how people bet these horses, because it's just a pattern that they don't want to win, and this horse had no excuse, and once somebody looked him in the eye, he gave up.
3: Let's give Tyler Buter a lot of credit because Tyler could have waited a little bit longer before pulling pocket, but perhaps he knew that, yes, Mickey was one for eight in the win column, and he wanted to look him right in the eye and uh, have a quarter of a mile to do so.
7: Well, that's heads-up driving, and that's what you pay these guys for, to look at the program, know who they're racing against, and he got rewarded if he actually did his homework. Garnet, let's bring you in 2 a.m.,
3: a uh, winner of a uh, last start, actually won his last two starts. The last start was against Pennsylvania All-Stars. Some pretty decent horses at the downs at Mohegan Sun-Pocono. But as we were talking to Rich Matei about I think that was a really heads-up drive by young
6: Tyler Buter. And, a, and an extremely bad wager by me. I bet a $20.00 2-1 exact term. <laughs> oh!
3: oh well. <laughs> well, you know what? You were almost
6: there. What was it paying? I don't know, but I, I don't even want to know what the 1-2 was paying because I should have split that up. I, I really like the one horse, but... Um, I guess I was convinced the two was just racing against much better horses. That's why he was getting beat. And uh, maybe this one's a little bit better than we thought because it's a long way back to the next horse. Well, listen,
3: hold all tickets until the race has been declared official, my friend, would you? <laughs> and let's, let's, uh, what, you got something?
7: By the way, this horse shows no speed on paper. And Tyler Buter, left per position. So, heads up drive. Once again, Garnett,
3: are we standing by
7: our theory
3: that up front is the place to
6: be here. Absolutely, and I'll tell you what, I, I really like uh, Devious Man in the, in the final of the Hambletonian because he moves inside six posts and he's going to be a lot closer early. And uh, to me, he was the most impressive horse uh, in the eliminations because he was really coming at the end. We could see, we had a view of it here. I, I like Devious Man. I hope I get four or five to one. I'm going to unload. Oh boy,
3: uh, Garnett's going to uh,
6: go get undressed, as they say, Mike Carter with
3: uh, Devious Man coming up in the finals, but uh, once again in the Townsend Ackerman uh, 2 a.m., a very, very nice effort, very nice drive by Tyler Buter. A win, perhaps, Mike, for uh, my homeland because that all Michigan connections Bill and Carol Fuse, Lynette, Tom Buter, Gene comes Tyler Buter that is that is all Wolverine right there, my friend. You know, I only have one thing to say to that. OH, wait,
2: that's all I have to say, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, listen, me and, uh, me and the natural, uh, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but me and Matei are, uh, we're, we're kind of on the same page a lot today. And that's, uh, that's very unusual as far as uh, some of this stuff goes. Tyler Buter definitely did his homework here and, uh, coming down the stretch, uh, you know, he looked okay, fine, stood in the eye with yes, Mickey and really looked sharp. And, uh, he definitely
3: deserved to win this race, uh, the way he drove. All right, Mike Carter, uh, prices are up. I'm assuming you have access to them. Or, well, no, probably not because Tyler is uh, hogging up the monitor right now. So, in the winter circle, and the winter uh, connect, yeah, connections down in the winter circle. But uh, 2 a.m. paid 17.20. Garnet Garnett, that exact to pay $36.40 for the one, 36 36.40 Is that fair value?
6: I think so. I mean, I only really like two horses, and I came away with nothing, so I feel like a bit of an idiot right now. But I mean, that's, uh, that happens occasionally with gambling. You know what? You just turn the page
3: and you move on to the next race, and you're a good handicapper. I have no
6: doubt that you'll bounce back, perhaps in the Hamiltonian.
3: I hope so. All right, uh, seventeen twenty, the winning mutual, five eighty three, eighty two. Yes, Mickey returns to twenty, two ten, and three. Fly on three forty. The good old-fashioned one-two-three trifecta. Pays $99.40. Oh, Mike, I'll tell you, there's a race coming up that I wish wasn't happening. And, of course, we're talking about the Sam McKee Memorial, formerly the uh, U.S. Pacing Championship. Obviously, Sam's presence is uh, here today on Hamiltonian Day. uh, And Sam's presence was definitely with us last night, Mike as they named the Broadcast Center, now the Sam McKee Broadcast Center. And I have to tell you, it was quite a touching moment. Yeah, I sat in the office uh, here at Northfield
2: and actually watched that dedication. And, uh, you know, uh, very big kudos to Sam McKee's family and Gabe Pruitt, Jason Settlemore, and all those guys who were able to hold it together. Because i tell you, I uh, I had a hard time holding it uh, together in the office. It was a,
3: a touching ceremony, that's for sure all right we're about uh well the board shows six i'm assuming we're about 13 minutes or so we have uh trainers preview uh, some of the participants in the sam mckee memorial we're going to listen to that but we're going to turn back the clock a little bit before that and we did a, a tribute show after sam mckee had a stroke back in february we did a tribute show and we put together a little bit of a montage to uh you know kind of route sam along and sam's uh, presence although he's gone in the flesh body is present certainly here so without further ado let's listen to that and then we'll listen to trainers you've got post time with mike and mike presented by bet america
16: i think i'm actually um you know the jack of all trades master of none might be the best description i just try to be a one-man wrecking crew
4: and La chance
1: is attacking right now with betters delight up on the outside one-man wrecking crew digging in It's House That Ruth Built is three lengths in front. Windy Lane in over second. Peaceful Way is coming on the outside. Peaceful Way is flat out flying after House That Ruth Built. And Peaceful Way will do it again. It's Peaceful Way. What a rally.
16: I grew up in the state of Michigan in the Midwest. And my dad and my grandfather raced standardbreds as a hobby. We always had three or four, and we'd just clunk around at the cheap county fairs and the small racetracks and that sort of thing. And from the time I was little, I was just fascinated by the announcers. So instead of playing cowboys and Indians when I was a kid, I had little plastic horses with numbers taped on their back and ran them around in a circle and would pretend to announce races. Oh, just the man in
1: Wakazashi, head over, wiggle it, jiggle it, tee. We're the middle and pain!
5: This is your cousin, Barnell. Thinking of you and my favorite memory of you, I think, is when you were a little boy. I was older than you, remember? You had a racetrack with plastic horses, and you were calling those freaking races all the time. And we couldn't play without having you call a race. And then I remember you calling a lot of other races, of course, and seeing you different places and just so proud of you. We're all rooting for you, Sam, and we know you're going to
0: make a comeback, so get going, all
16: right? I've never really thought of personal goals. I just wanted to be able to support myself and my family in this industry. I would have been very happy working in a small trade, too, and I've just... You know, focused on trying to be a good husband and a good father. I haven't always been, but I've, that's kind of been my main goal in life. And
0: yes, we've just up We've.
16: who you're going to run into at the racetrack. How about President Bill Clinton at the Meadowlands this evening? Racing
0: Hill surging.
1: Control the moment. Racing Hill coming. Racing Hill control the moment. Very tight. Control the moment. He opening up on the field, wrapped up and heading for a Breeders' Crown showdown. Always be Mickey at 148 class. Marion Marauder on the far outside is coming. Southwind Frank to the lead. Marion Marauder charging hard on the outside. Southwind Frank. Marion Marauder is lunging late. The A out to the side. Mr. Muscle Man is charging hard on the outside. Hell of a hush between us. Mr. Muscle Man with a big rally is coming on the outside. At the line, Mr. Muscle Man gets up to win it. Very tight for second. Bet's off on the far outside. Always be Mickey pacing home strongly. Chambala second. Always be Mickey is heading down.
3: Joined by Steve Elliott. Steve has two entries in the Mile and Eight Sam McKee Memorial on Hambo Day going for $224,000. Steve, how are you, my friend? Pretty good. All right. First, let's start with uh, Boston Red Rocks. And one of the amazing things I've noticed about this source so far in the 2017 campaign. Is he has made close to three hundred thousand dollars and he has yet to hit the winner's circle, but he's been right there pretty much every time against this kind of competition. What are your thoughts, uh, coming into this race for Boston Red Rocks strong post eight? Uh,
0: you know,
13: he's been parked quite away pretty much every start anyway, so it's just I think you know it's gonna be one of them where you, you go out of there and just look to get cover on the outside somewhere and kind uh, of get trapped in a mm-hmm. big field.
3: Let's talk about that race in the Garrity, and uh, what a great race that was with uh, a lot of movement and a, b- a bit of a legend coming from uh, behind the clothes. But your horse raced very big on the front, uh, had the lead, had the pocket, uh, was able to finish third. How did he come out of that race? He came out of it
13: fine. You know, he, comes, he, he bounces back out of all his races. Uh, he bounces back out of all his races very good. And, uh, you know, he just one of horse that takes good care of himself.
3: Steve, let's talk uh, about the other horse in this race, and this horse draws post 10. Uh, certainly uh, not a, a very good draw, obviously, with a couple of trailers, but the Rock-Eyed Optimist, and I uh, turn the clock back to May, where this horse paced the fastest mile on uh, the big stakes day at Harris, Philadelphia. But uh, this is another horse that's been just uh, right there a very good uh, game horse. You know, he's, 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 he's a nice old horse.
13: You know, he just he, he does what he can do every week. He hasn't been drawing very well, but when he when he draws good or he can get into the race, he's pretty good. Same way, I think he's just going to have to go out in there and look for a cover trip somewhere, you know. Because if you take off the last, these things are going to come home in fifty three anyway. So you're sitting last, you got no shot.
3: We're joined by part owner of Rock and Roll World, uh, Tom Pollock, and this is one of the horses that will be competing in the Sam McKee Memorial. Uh, Tom, how are you, my friend?
13: I'm doing great, Mike. How are you?
3: Doing fantastic. Tom, first of all, obviously you draw post one. This is a horse that has been competing in the free-for-all ranks ever since uh, you purchased this horse, uh, and this horse was quite a purchase for you guys. Uh, tell us about it. I know he was the uh, the biggest purchase in the sale.
13: Yeah, he was. He, you know, uh, Jeff Cullop and I went to the Meadowlands sale that afternoon, really, with uh you know kind of a short list but uh, you know not with our heart set really on on anybody in particular including rock and roll uh you know we got there we looked at them we liked them certainly um got into the bidding and kind of just uh you know got caught up in the moment and uh decided to go for it on them and uh you know he, he, he turned out to, to have worked out well so far so we really like him
3: Tom, obviously you're going against uh, 11 other great horses in this particular race. It is the uh, Sam McKee Memorial. Of course, Sam McKee passing away tragically earlier this year, one of the greatest announcers to uh, ever uh, don a microphone in this sport. Tell us what it means to be able to compete in a race like the Sam McKee Memorial.
13: Uh, it's uh you know, it it it, it, re- it really means a lot. Sam was uh a good friend and uh certainly uh you know, living legend in harness racing and so uh, you know, to be uh in in a race that that's named after him, uh, you know, and and hopefully to have some success in it would certainly uh mean the world to me personally. He was uh you know, a true friend and gentleman and you know, somebody that always had a smile on his face, always it was excited to see you and talk harness racing, and you know certainly uh, is greatly
3: missed. Tom, let's talk about the race itself. You draw the post position here. How would you like to see this race shake out?
13: Well, um, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to, you know, kind of hold position and you know, and just get, get out of there and be be up close. I think um, you know he's done his best work here of late. Uh, you know, being a little closer to the pace. Uh, you know, we through the outside or grew outside in the Ben Franklin final and, you know, he never really got involved. And uh, last start at the Meadowlands, you know, going a mile and an eighth, Brian was able to hustle him out of the gate and and we were in the mix and I I think up close, uh, you know, he can go with these horses. So we're, you know, hopeful to, you know, sit close and have some walk weight, and, you know, hopefully be there at the end.
2: All right, we're joined now by uh, driver Matt Kakeli. And I hope uh, Frank Baldatino doesn't hear me say this, but uh, All Bets Off is probably one of my favorite horses in the fact that he can close like a freight train and you drive him in the Sam McKee Memorial. He draws post number two. He draws extremely well against a pretty loaded and big field. And, uh, you know, you can sit off the pace with him and you can show some speed with him. He's just a really versatile horse.
13: He is, he's just a good horse. Um, you know, we kind of got the worst of it in Saratoga. Um, you know, but what are you gonna do, that's racing. He was really good that night. He was loaded, He, you know, when he I finally did shake loose, I mean, he was flying through the wire. So, you know, hopefully that, that helps his confidence and, you know, has him ready for Saturday. But, you know, he's a, he's a special horse to me and he always races good, no matter what. I mean, no matter what happens in the race, he always gives me what he's got, so, you know.
3: All right, Matt Kakanley, drive course number two, all bets off, currently 16-1 to on the board. Let's quickly go into this field. We've got about uh, three minutes, and uh, Garnett, we're going to throw it to you first for number one, Rock and Roll World. Obviously, this was a big purchase at the Lexington Select uh, sale, the most expensive purchase in the Lexington Select sale, and he got a win last time at Yonkers from the pylons, and uh, he's currently 11-1 to on the board.
6: I think if you're betting tries or supers, you got to use them. I think uh, he's going to leave. He's probably going to sit a trip up near the front and maybe reemerge late. I didn't take him on top, but I used him. I think he's very usable here.
3: All right. Number two, and we're going to throw to uh, Rich Matei, all bets. Uh, Burke Race Weaver semi, Frank Baldacchino Panhellenic Stables, the owners, all bets off, always capable, $2 million in the bank. And whenever you you got $2.5 million in the bank, you're no slouch.
7: Yeah. He's kind of off form, though. I mean, the Garrity was an absolute war last time, so you can forgive that effort. And he's 16-1, to which is actually a very nice price on this horse.
3: Mike Carter, three is dude's demand for driver Andy McCarthy. Mike, I'm throwing it to you. He's won two straight, a former Adios winner. Your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, I was going to say that. A former Adios winner, the three dudes, the man. He's won two straight races against Condition Company, one at Meadowlands and one at Saratoga. He hasn't really matched up against Stakes Company, though, after being sixth in the Ben Franklin. But he did race extremely well in the Consolation, only missing by two and three quarter lengths uh, to a game field. And Lion Snyder, Mike, is in this field.
3: Number four, Garnett, is Mock it So. And this is the horse that pulled off a huge upset in the Houghton Memorial here on Meadowlands Pace Night. 16 to 1 odds. A good follow-up second in the Garrity in a very active race at Saratoga. Uh, not going to get the value that we did on uh, him the last couple of weeks, though.
6: No, we're not. But I uh, I bet him in the Houghton. And uh, this horse is a, is a mile and an eight specialist, I think. He's going to be up near the front. And uh, if you're betting tries or supers, you've got to use him on the top, I think.
3: High percentage winner, Six is five, a million-dollar earner last year, $1.2 million in the bank, 16 of 44. But Richie's only one of 11 so far here in 2017.
7: Yeah, and he stunk the joint last time, and then now wears the 24 for the last five. So this is much tougher.
3: Number six, uh, Mike Carter is Mel Mara. Of course, Robert Cooper has been on this uh, show quite a few times, and uh, right now he is the one to beat it seven to five.
2: You know, we didn't get a chance to hear it, uh, but I talked to Corey Callahan yesterday, Mike, and he teared up when we, started, uh, talking about, uh, when we started talking about what it would mean for Corey Callahan to win this race. He was very close to Sam McKee, and I think Belmera has got as good a shot as any in this field.
3: All right let's uh, they're going to the gate here in this am island and night, so I'm just gonna wrap this up seven Lion Snyder was a big long shot winner uh, 30 to one four starts back uh, in the Franklin Constellation. Boston Red Rocks has been right there all for 11 though, but nine shares Wakazashi Hanover from post nine uh, two wins in his last three starts for the million dollar mare, uh, million dollar horse rather rock-eyed Optimus post 10 Delta winner post 11. without further ado, let's send it upstairs to the voice. Of the Meadowlands, Ken Warkinson, it is the Sam McKee Memorial. Rest in peace, buddy. This is for you. Turn.
4: It is a stretch, in the field picks up speed. For race 11, the Sam McKee Memorial, here they come. And off-stride, Lion-Snyder. Lion-Snyder on the break, and they are off and pacing with all bets off and quickly from the inside. Rock and roll, roll showing speed. Rock is over there. Mel Merrill to engage all bets off. So- World is going to settle in. Rock and Soul gets away fourth here. Rakasashi Hanover is fifth. Dude, dudes, the man, is sixth. Check six is stride for stride with him in the seventh position as they round the turn. Then it's Delta winner from the second tier, followed by Boston Red Rocks near the rear of the field. rock Eyed Optimist is next to last after the miscue. It's Lion Snyder, the early trailer. The opening quarter was twenty-six and two, pretty fast here. Mel Mara on the engine as expected. Mel Mara and Corey Callahan setting up shot here and calling the shots off the turn. All bets off. Rise to the pocket spot behind the Speedy Pace Setter. Gap of two lengths to rock and roll forward in that third position. Mock itself so fourth, towards the half. Rock the Zashi, Hanover looking to be flushed to the outside. Dudes the man shoots through on the inside, then it's checked six to the outside. Then we have Delta winner. Delta winner a stride for stride with Boston Red Rocks on the outside and Rock Eyed Optimist and Lion Snyder. 54 and 1 was the rate of half mile. Mel Mera in front looks like he's got a handful. Corey Callahan leads it by a length and a half. Mel Mara. we have all bets off being asked to pick it up here in the pocket spot. Here comes Mocket So, the Houghton winner now, third on the outside and gaining on the far turn. Rock and roll World towards the rail. Now check six gathers momentum. He's soon to be fourth on the outside. As Wakizashi Hanover drops back and pull out his Boston Red Rocks. As they pass three quarters in one twenty one 21 and one, 27 flat in the third quarter. Mel Mara. Mockets on the outside. Comes out with Mel as they turn home in the San McKean Memorial. Mel digging in. Mockets on the outside. And here comes check six. And he's charging hard on the outside. All bent off of the rail. Check six in Gingroff. Bill Merrick can't piece with him. Check six in Yannick Jingra with his 30 a Check six in the Sanneke Memorial over Bill Mara. Then it was pocket sold. And Boston Red Rocks the time was 2:02 and 1 for the mile and 1-8. <clears throat> tell you i tell
3: Mike. Mike I, you know what? I've got chills. I don't know about you, but I have chills. Yeah. Yeah. Charging hard. Great job, Ken. Super, super, super call by Ken Warkentin. Five check six. It is super upset, guys. Thirty-eight to one. Mike, your thoughts.
2: I, I'm speechless at this point. Uh I tell you what, uh, Mel Mera looked absolutely phenomenal on the front end. I thought Corey Callahan was going to get it done. And uh, he was exactly where you wanted to be, though. Uh, you know, the, the pace setters all day have been on the front end. He was exactly where you wanted to be. But how about Czech 6? Yannick Jengra, they closed like nobody else has been able to today. And uh, I think uh, maybe this uh, will change how some of us think uh, the final, the Hamiltonian, will go.
3: Garnett, let's bring you in. This is a pretty impressive effort from Check 6, considering where all of the horses in the first 10 races here today have had successive been This is a pretty impressive effort.
6: It is. I mean, he tripped uh, Jingrod, tripped him out perfectly, uh, made made the move at the right time, got behind a horse that was advancing, and uh, and he came on. And you know, I actually used uh, Check 6, and uh, if the 6 uh, won the race, I would have hit the try. I used the the 4 and the 6 with a few horses mixed up in second and third but I don't have them on top.
3: Oh my goodness. Well, you were you were definitely right in the ballpark. Rich, let's bring you in here. Uh, don't ever let anybody tell you that a mile that at the extra eighth of a mile don't make a difference because if this race was a mile, Mel Mara wins.
7: Yeah. And this is why me and you have this discussion all the time. We think that they should have different distance races because some horses don't want to go far. And some horses want to pace and trot all day. And like you just said, Mel Mare is in front at the eighth pole. And, the, and if this was a race was a mile, the race is over and he wins. That extra eighth of a mile, this horse exploded in that last eighth of a mile. So I think distance was the key here. And this was a more impressive effort because he beat how the track has been playing all day.
3: Garnett, I don't get a chance to talk to you. We don't get a chance to talk to you much about maybe some of the issues that press harness racing a little bit. But, you know, one of the solutions that has been suggested is perhaps different distance racing. And here we have a couple of mile and an eighth races. Uh, We had a a mile and a quarter race uh, at Pocono, a five-eighths mile race at Pocono just a couple of days ago. I know Yonkers has tried it. What are your thoughts on a consistent level of different distance racing does it help does it hurt or neither uh
6: it, it's worth a try let's try something right let's try something to generate new interest um I, i'd like to see it i know the uh in the georgian downs up in ontario they used to have what they called extreme day they'd have eight right. mile races they'd have a mile and a quarter going the wrong way they'd have uh two and a half mile races it was fantastic and then for whatever reason, it got stopped. I think it was maybe a product of the slots. Uh, you know, the slot money had a lot to do with arranging it, but it was a great night. Why not Why not race them at different distances once in a while? All
3: right. Uh, prices, uh, how, how much? Derek Givener from the DRF is joining us. How much did you have on check six?
17: I'm sorry, I missed what you just said there. I'm sorry. How much did you have on check six? 10 or 20? <laughs> uh, uh, negative 56. Negative 56. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, Gardner, if you want to give that to give that to Derek, and uh, we're going to bring Derek in here for just a few minutes, of course. Derek is uh, the DRF's very own, and uh, first, let's talk about the Sam McKee Memorial, a very touching situation yesterday where they named the uh, the, the broadcast studio after Sam. Uh, truly a touching moment, and then here today, you've got the former U.S. Basing Championship
17: named after perhaps one of the greatest announcers that ever dawned a microphone. He might have been one of the greatest people I've ever met in my yeah. life. I mean, I, I love Sam. I traveled two hours out to you know his funeral, and you know to get me to go that far, it must have been uh, pretty impressive. Uh, just all around great guy. I cu- I couldn't say enough good things about Sam. And uh, as far as check six goes, if you had check six, you're a smarter guy than I am because in a million years I couldn't have come up with that horse. Okay, Derek,
3: we want you to stick around for uh, a minute if you can. Jessica Houghton standing by in the uh, Winner's Circle. Uh, she's going to attempt to get against uh, perhaps a Yannick Shingra. We'll have to wait and see. But, uh, Mike, as you can see the Winner's Circle, I don't know if you can see the Winner's Circle presentation, uh, but they have a Sam McKee Memorial Blanket with uh, his picture on it as well as the family uh, down in the, uh, in the Winner's Circle as well. So, uh, once again, more touching moments here at the Meadowlands. Yeah, I can see it all
2: uh, unfolding. Uh, There's a a camera shot into the uh, Witter Circle. I see uh, Sam's wife, Chris, and his daughters in the Witter Circle. Uh, We're actually going to try to get them on uh, here in just a little bit. But uh, what a touching moment. And the the blanket that they uh, came up with for this race, uh, just a true testament to Sam holding holding the binoculars, a uh, fantastic individual uh, that is uh, sorely, sorely
3: missed. Okay, Hollywood Hayden's going to grab Yannick Shingra first, uh, the winning driver of check six, and then uh, and then and we will be uh, with him in just a moment. A $79 winner in the Sam McKee Memorial, a big upset. The exact to pay $288.60. The trifecta returned $830.40. Just big prices all the way around. Uh, Derek, let's bring you in over here for a second while we have uh, just a minute. Obviously, the track for the first 10 races, at least from our vantage point, has been playing pretty much towards the front enders. Does that really make the check six effort pretty impressive, being he's probably one of the only ones that came from behind it today?
17: I think one of the reasons, you know, as I'm looking back on this, why check six might have won is that the track's playing very slow today, in my opinion. I'd say the track's about a second slow. And because it's a second slow, it gives the horses that maybe haven't been as fast during the year a chance to catch up to those other ones that are a little bit quicker.
3: Yeah, we're seeing, uh, and once again, as we came out in the beginning of this broadcast, we saw that headwind uh, in the stretch, quite a headwind in the stretch. Probably, I'd say, about 15 to 20 miles per hour at times, although you brought up a good point. We're on the roof, and it's definitely a
17: lot stronger up here than it is down there. It's also a little cooler up here than it is Down there. When I was downstairs before, I was talking to Scotty Zero and after he won won with international money, and we were talking about his colors and the aerodynamic nature of them, and he he actually mentioned to me, it is a little windy out there. He even brought that up, so maybe even though it's worse up on the roof, maybe it is still a factor down there. You know, another subject that maybe we want
3: to bring up, owner's colors. We're starting to see a little bit more of that in harness racing, kind of like you see in
17: thoroughbred racing. Do you think this is something that can take off, drivers wearing the colors of their owners as opposed to their own? I look at things from the wagering perspective, and in that way, I think betters don't like it. Der- Derek, let us uh, we don't mean to cut you off, but we're going to send it now to Jessica. And Jessica
3: is standing by with uh, driver Yannick Shingra. Six. Jess, take it away. Hi, guys. I'm here with Yannick
10: Shingra.
5: Um, your horse really exploded the last eighth of a mile. Are you expecting that at all
12: from him? Uh, I mean, I, he still felt pretty strong at the top of the stretch, so no, I definitely thought I had a chance. Um, you know, they uh, they were going pretty hard uh, you, know, uh, you know, from the three quarters to uh, the middle weight on the stretch, you know, so uh, but I, like I said, I had some left and uh, you know, he kicked in.
5: He raced really good and you won a really big race, so congratulations to you. Back up to you, Mike.
3: Alright, thank you very much, Jeffs gotten down there with winning driver uh, Yannick Schroff as uh, Czech Six was able to pull off a Pretty big upset here in the Sam McKee Memorial. We're going to take a quick time out. We're going to have more with Derek together from the DRF. We're going to talk about the finals of the Hamiltonian, which coming up in the not too distant future, but we are in sore need of a commercial break. We're going to pay some bills and then we'll be back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, broadcasting live from the Meadowlands.
10: Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotics wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions.
3: Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's the stable.ca. The Kentucky Sire Stinks is a culmination of a month-long series of preliminary races with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. The Kentucky Sire Stinks includes two- and three-year-old pacers and trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov.
2: back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And uh, race number 12 is the Hamiltonian Oaks. It's three minutes away, but here are the drivers for the uh, 92nd. Hamiltonian, Brett Miller will drive the one, give it, guess, and go. Tim Teetrick of the two, Enterprise. Andy Miller will drive a devious man. David Miller will drive What the Hill. International Money will have Scott Zeron aboard once again. Ocus Fonstead will drive the six Perfect Spirit. Dover Dan will be driven by Brian Sears. Victor the Yannick Jingra, nine Guardian Angel As will pick up Jason Bartlett. And the 10 Bills Man will have Corey Callahan aboard. And uh, Mike, I got to tell you, uh, you know, I know VIP is a uh, sponsor of ours. We're kind of showing them a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, favoritism here, but Not only did Give It, Gas, and Go draw the inside, but he went from David Miller to Brett Miller. And, uh, you know, that's not very big of a driver change, and both are very good drivers in their own right. And I think uh, that gives Give It, Gas, and Go a little bit of a a chance here. Mike? Mike? All right, I think uh, we lost uh, Mike Mike Bosich and the gang.
0: No, we didn't.
3: I'm on the mute button. Happy mute button again. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, let, Ed O'Connor, let, we just, we go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, let's go back to what I was talking about.
2: You know, you get Brett Miller on the one, give it guess, and go, and uh, you know, he's no slouch either. That's for
3: sure. Yeah, and uh, we just had we just had a chance to talk to Ed O'Connor uh, a couple of minutes ago. And Ed said there was a shoeing change on Give a Gas and Go as well as he has taken the uh, back shoes off. Derek, let's bring in here real quick. The Oaks is uh, coming up next. Uh, the Hamiltonian Oaks is in just a few minutes, probably about seven or so after the drag. And obviously, Ariane G is elephant in the room. She's one for five on the board right now. And she, obviously, there was some scuttlebutt that perhaps with Walner's injury that she may go to the Hamiltonian. She elects to stay here in the Hamiltonian
17: Oaks i got to say that's a good move. I mean, I think it was the most logical move is really what it comes down to. Uh, if it was one heat to Hamiltonian, that's a completely different ballgame. I think she definitely would have been in the Hamiltonian if it was one heat. I think if they thought it was definitely going to be three eliminations, they probably would have went into the Hamiltonian also because then you're starting in post seven, that worst-case scenario, versus start, starting from post nine or ten and having to earn your way in.
3: All right, so let's talk about the Hamiltonian. And uh, we've got our printouts now and uh, uh, Mike Carter just went over the drivers, the driving assignments, and uh, the morning line's been put out. International Money is the morning line favorite. Enterprise, 3-1 uh, to one in the morning line. Bill's man is 5-1, to one, did not get a very good post draw. Uh,
17: from what you saw in the eliminations, your thoughts in the finals? Well, first thing I want to say is I was looking at double problems with Ariana G because there's a double here with the Oaks, and it seems like so far in the early going, the bettors are leaning towards the devious man. It was $7. Um, so that's interesting, followed by International Money at 11 and then Enterprise at 13. Um, I thought that Oki Svante's horse, Perfect Spirit, probably went the best mile of anyone I saw in the elims. Does that take something out of him uh, for the final? I'm not sure. I think International Money had a perfect trip and barely won, so it's tough to, to go with him as the favorite. He could obviously win the race, but as the favorite, uh, I don't know that I'd want to take a part of him. I think... I'm still looking for long shots in this field. I mean, I thought Victor G had had a really nice, easy mile. Um, I'm really not sure what kind of trip he's going to get here and whether they can use him hard, you know, because he's a little bit of a crazy type horse. But I liked what I saw with him, and if I can get, like, 12 or 15 to 1, I think I might go there. All right, Derek releasing the long shot
3: of the day. That'll help a lot of people's bank rollouts, including my own. We appreciate you joining us, Derek. All right, buddy, that's Darren Gibner of the DRF, and uh, let's uh, see, we got about five minutes, Garnett, let's bring in, let's go, Garnett, let's bring you in here, my friend, let's uh, go to the post parade here, it's uh, the Hambletonian Oaks, presented by the Gary family, it starts a pick three, of course, it's also part of that Oaks-Hambletonian daily double, and you've got a field of ten here, let's start with Southwind Avanti, she finished third in the Hambletonian Oaks eliminations, she draws the on here. She keeps Jason bullet. Obviously, she, along with a lot of horses with this heavy one, to five favorite, and Ariana G are going to be extreme long shots.
6: Yeah, but if you're running the exotics, you've got to think somebody with an inside post is going to use it to try and, uh, try and get some kind of position. So she's not, a, she's not a bad one to use underneath, and she's uh, hit the board almost in every start this year. Rich, too, is
3: dream together. Dream together, the two, is owned by determination. Just determination. Uh, Danielle Bay Drive. You've got a lot of determination, Rich, when you go to the betting windows. I got to tell you, but uh, she was the second place finisher to Ariana G in the finals. And uh, okay, what, what's going on here? Can you give us a play-by-play? What's you going on here? We need
7: to hang on. I have plenty to win on him. He's fourteen to one, and he's going to win the race. And I got a three-one exacta.
3: Oh mercy, <laughs> mercy! Hey, hey, I'm
7: going to tell you what. Hey, you can
3: you tell us fun, before the race from now on? Yes, we do. And you know what? And I'll tell you something about working with Garnett and Rich. They put their money where their mouths are. If you don't think these guys don't play their tickets or bet, and I'll tell you, that's, in my opinion, that needs to be done because I know a lot of people that, that you know, kind of just put numbers out there and really don't make their wages. But anyway, Rich, uh, back to planet Earth. I know, well, you're probably on some other planet now, but after that win, but drink Together, second place finisher to Ariana G. Uh, and uh, she's right now uh, eleven to one on the board. You definitely think she's one of the contenders here. She is not
7: impossible, and she came home the fastest back half in uh, last week in that elimination. And I, like I just said, I think the horse is logical. Moves inside. Dubay is an aggressive driver, and if he gets the position moving forward, like we've been talking about the whole day. This horse has a shot.
6: I I picked her to win. I picked her to win in the DRF. I'm probably the only guy in the world, but uh, I I think she's got a shot. These determination horses seem to come up huge in big spots, and I think she's got a big shot here. Number three, Caviar
3: Wonder, uh, Garnett. This horse that finished fifth last time Uh, barely made the Hamiltonian uh, oak. She was 60-1 to then, and she's even bigger today.
6: Yeah, I mean, I I think there's several horses look better than her. I mean, I guess there's no other way to put it.
3: All right, let's talk a little bit about Ariana G, Rich. Number four, Ariana G, obviously the scuttlebutt, as we talked with Derek her about, was that she may go to the Hamiltonian after the injury to Walner. She elects to stay here, and uh, she is obviously the dominant force to win, or any part of it actually is going to put her over a million dollars.
7: Yeah, she's definitely the horse to beat. And I was surprised that when Walner was uh, scratched out of the Hamiltonian, they didn't take a shot. But you can't blame the connection for being 1-9 to nine to basically win $250,000.
3: Absolutely not. What are your thoughts on Ariana G here, Garnett?
6: I'm trying to beat her, but, uh, you know, I mean, obviously she looks like the dominant horse on paper, but I just like the way they brought this Dream Together horse around. She's only got four starts this year coming into the race, right? And uh, you, you get 10-1, to 1, so I'm taking a swing there, but uh, if Ariana G beats me, so be it. The strong second favorite is 5 Magic Presto. She won the other
3: elimination, the one that Ariana G was not in she's uh eight for 16 she's seven she's a high percentage winner and uh nifty norman feels good about her chances
6: uh Garnett. yeah and you know what if you go back two starts in the Dell miller memorial she had a lot of trot and absolutely nowhere to go in the lane and that was against ariana g so uh it could be interesting here. There could be a mid a mid race uh, a battle develop between these two. Maybe set it up for somebody. The John Booten Shane trainee is number six, fine-tuned Lady Rich. She's won
3: two over last three, fourth in an elimination. She came first over uh, with Ariana G drafting on her coattails last time. Maybe a triple work out a little different this time.
7: Yeah, and you can't blame Corey Callahan for going first over. Somebody's got to go first over against Ariana G. I think this horse is going to get up than last time, and she can hit the board. Seven
3: Garnet is speed. your head ahead of Jimmy Tactor trainee that uh, you're getting 14 to 1 odds on. Uh, this horse, one, two starts back at the Tompkins. The second, the Magic Presto. She has speed. She should be firing early.
6: Yeah, she's quite likely to be in the lead uh, going on the first turn. Um, I mean, Dietrich knows how the track's playing. You're getting 16 to 1. There's worst in the world.
3: Number eight, Rich is Sunshine Delight, a third place finisher on the limbs last night. She does come out of the Ariana G L Nation, another that has speed and probably has to be close up to be effective.
7: Yeah, I think she's over her head, but the connection had to take a shot. So
3: we've talked a little bit to Andy Miller about nine over draft Volo Garnett. Uh, he was a little bit disappointed by her effort last time, a fourth place finish. Uh, she's better to be good. She also was a beaten favorite against in in the Tompkins.
6: I could see her. I could see this uh, this Philly coming up uh, second or third over fourth over cover passing a few horses in the stretch, maybe um, you know, getting third or fourth. I think it's very possible she's very consistent, almost never misses a check. Rich, you have something to say about overdraft Vono?
7: Yeah, when you were doing the interview with him, I was in the office office listening. And he did say, even though he's disappointed, she did come out of the race a little sick. So maybe that was the uh, maybe that's the excuse for the not so great performance. So if you want to play her at fifty five to one Go ahead. That's a huge overlay on this course. All right. And
3: 10, Dream Baby Dream, fifth place finish from the Hamiltonian Oaks. She's an extreme long shot. Mike Carter, let's throw it back to you in the post time with Mike at Mike Studios. Your thoughts of the Hamiltonian Oaks as they come to the gate.
2: They get ready to go to the gate, guys, I think Ariana G, obviously, is the uh, one to beat. But Magic Presto, I think, has a shot to uh, to present a little bit of a value uh, and could potentially uh, beat her here. I think uh, if you're looking for some sort of play, Magic Presto is uh, kind of your place to go. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to beat Ariana G,
3: but you got to take a stand somewhere, right? That's all right. For the call of the Hambletonian Oaks, Final for three-year-old Philly Trotters. Let's go upstairs and send it to the voice of the Meadowlands, Ken able
4: Field of ten three-year-old Philly Trotters, one to five in the four. Ariana G, last two-year-old champion. She's been stellar. Picked up right where she left off last year. Now one to nine. On gate, race of the Hamiltonian Oaks final, and here they come. And they're often trotting, feed your head, fed, retract, sunshine, the light on the outside. And right there is fine-tuned lady, Ariana G's in the mix, dream together, and Southwind Devante. And everybody's leaving here. There's six people around the first turn. Southwind Devante, dream together, challenges. Fine-tuned lady, three wide on the outside and driving with feed your head. Now fourth, Ariana G, fifth past the opening quarter. Then it's Magic Presto, sixth on the inside, sunshine, the light is the seventh. And then Caviar Wonder. In between them is Overdraft. Follow then Dream Baby Dream. Sunshine the Light. When off, stride. 27 2 in the back stretch. And it was Fine Tuned Lady on the outside. Feed your head. Feed your head. And Dietrich, Fine Tuned Lady. Yields for the pocket spot. Here comes Ariana G. The big favorite. Now stride up strong. Third. Now second to challenge for the lead. Dream Together is fourth past the half mile. Southwind Wind fifth on the cones. Magic Presto is six needs to get going here. And it's Caviar Wonder overdraft follow to her outside. And uh, Magic Presto caught in heavy traffic here in a flow. and 4 for the half mile 27-2 again. And it's Ariana G. She's the big target now. Ariana G in front. So dream together on the outside with Duve threatening in second. Feed your head is back in third. Southwind the Bondi. Big long shot second over there. Presto behind her. And we'll have to fan out here and go wide. Alley. Fine tuned lady caps on the rail. Next is Caviar Wonder, and it's Ariana G in front. Ariana G as they turn her home, beat your head in the pocket spot looking to shake loose here and take a shot at 123 and 1 in the Hamilton Oaks final. And Ariana G, a few whip taps, she scoots off by three, now four. Sharp acceleration here from Ariana G, asserting her superiority. Then it's Green on the far outside, Green baby, Green closing in. And Magic Presto, it's Ariana G dominating the Hamiltonian Oaks. Magic Presto, second. Then it was Dream Together and Dream Baby Dream, 151-2. Ariana G was impressive.
2: How about the mile from Ariana G? And, guys, no real surprise here. Uh, Ariana G just asked to go on by uh, Yannick Jingra, and, boy, did she ever take off winning easily.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think, uh, like you said, of Mike Carter, I don't think that surprised anybody. Garnet. I think Ken Warkinson said it right. She just showed her superiority to this field. When asked, she just responded at will, and uh, Magic Presto had a distant view from that second-placing.
6: Yep, I mean, uh, no chinks in her armor today. She was just outstanding. Uh, the, the horse I like took a shot at her going to the three-quarters and was easily repelled, and that was that.
3: You know, I... I was hoping Ariana G would at least hit the board because I didn't want you to be mad at me because I know you missed the bridge jumper opportunity a little bit earlier with uh, Hannah Hand over some very good show prices. And, uh, Garnett, you look for that kind of thing when you're uh, handicapping.
6: Absolutely. It's it's one of the best bets in racing. I mean, the chances are, even if the horse, you like, uh, if the horse, uh, the big favorite wins or, or makes the board, I mean, you're still going to catch a ticket if you finish first, second, or third. But if the horse misses the, the board... Us small timers uh, take a lot of money home from guys that are dropping 10 grand in one bet and losing. All right, Rich Matei, let's turn it over to you. Ariana G, obviously very impressive.
3: Uh, Feed Your Head was put into play early. It looked like maybe she would have a little bit of a chance from that pocket position. But uh, when Ariana G was asked for trot, she just uh, gave and gave and gave.
7: Yeah, she was the best horse in the race. And I bet you the connection are thinking, what if right now? <laughs> Mike, the,
3: I think Rich brings up a good point. The connections are thinking, what if right now? What, what do you think?
2: Yeah, when you scoot off and win by that much uh, under pretty easy reps, I mean, Yannick didn't even hardly move in the bike. You know, you got to wonder, did we make the right decision? And I think uh, part of the part what went into that decision, Mike, is the two heats of the Hamiltonian. Uh, we saw a couple of years ago when um, – the Philly Mission Brief took a shot at Pinkman, where Yannick Jingra had a uh, very big decision to make, where he had two of the favorites going into the Hamiltonian final, and Pinkman was a little too much for Mission Brief. But you got to wonder you know, if they're thinking, uh, what if at this point? But Jimmy Tactor and those connections, the Marvin Katz and those guys, this is their fourth Hamiltonian Oaks, I believe, that's back-to-back-to-back. To back to back.
3: Absolutely. Congratulations to the connections of uh, Ariana G as she returns to the Warner Circle. Jessica Otten will be down there with Warner Circle Reaction, uh, maybe visiting with Jimmy Tactor, maybe Yannick Shingra. We'll have to wait and see. We have a timeout to take when we come back. It's more coming up from the Meadowlands, including the big one, the three-year-old open, the Hamiltonian for a million dollars. That is next on the racing docket about 15 or 20 minutes from now. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, live from the Meadowlands. Running
18: Aces, Casino, and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest, located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota, and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America. With live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, From May through September. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com.
3: The Kentucky Sire Stinks is a culmination of a month long series of preliminary races, with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. The Kentucky Sire Stinks includes two- and three-year-old pacers and trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov. Summer racing heats up at the Downs at Mohegan Sun, Pocono. Catch all the action Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday with a post time of 6.30 and Sunday at 7.30 p.m. In July and August, it's the two- and three-year-old trotters and pacers in the spotlight in Pennsylvania Sire Stinks and Pennsylvania Stallion Series action. Follow us on Twitter for all things racing at Downs at MSP, at Downs at MSP. Mohegan Sun Pocono. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, driving, dressage, in-hand, showmanship, gated, jumper, hunter, speed, fun, equitation, fresh off the track, jersey bread, and roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, on a chance to receive $200 in cash in a custom belt buckle, participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bred Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SPOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th.
9: Be there!
3: The New Vocations
2: Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standardbreds the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. In the uh, broadcast uh, center here for Post Time with Mike and Mike at the Meadowlands is Mike Bozich, Rich Matei, Tom Daly, Garnett, Barnsdale, and the one and only Jessica Otten and Mike uh, as Ariana G. walks into the winner Circle. I'll tell you what, uh, she looked absolutely phenomenal. It'll be interesting to see what kind of schedule she takes on from here.
3: All right, uh, Jessica Hunt is standing right by in the down there in the, the circle. Jessica, what's
0: going on? Uh, well,
5: I just wanted you to check your phone. I'm going to talk to this little girl.
9: Her name is Ariana. Now, can you tell me a little bit about you and this horse? Well, well every single day, I just oh, well, it's the best horse ever because I have, like, dreams about it. Because every since I made that dream, it's like a little magical land. Now, your mom says
5: that you write books. Do you write about her? Do you write about her? Well, yes. Yeah. What do you write about her?
9: Well, I write how the owner, AJ, makes those amazing adventures together. So, have you? is this your first time meeting Ariana G? Well, no. I met her a lot of times. Since I was born, I met her. You did?
5: And what does this horse mean to you?
9: Well, lots of things.
5: Well, thank you, and congratulations on your win.
9: You
5: too. <laughs> that was a little girl who's been following Ariana G since the moment or the first race. And I'll try to get Jimmy Tactor after he's done getting his picture taken. <laughs> All
3: right. Thank you very much, Jessica. And uh, we'll send it back down to you in a minute. I'll tell you what, Mike, that was cool stuff. Because, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, Yannick who wins a lot of races, gets interviewed quite a bit. Guys like Jimmy Sankton gets interviewed quite a bit. But I will guarantee you that that interview with young Ariana, four years old, is probably exclusive to post time with, with Mike and Mike. It's exclusive to Post Time with Mike and Mike. And you know
2: what? It's, you know, it brings new fans. It brings out, uh, you know, we get new people on this show. And that's uh, the one thing we want to accentuate is, you know, we get the young folks as part of the industry on our show. And uh, we certainly appreciate everybody uh, taking time out to join us, including
3: little four-year-old Ariana. All right, the blanket presentation being made in the winner's circle and uh, the victory uh, celebrations obviously going on for Ariana G, winner of the uh, Hambletonian Oaks. The prices are posted. She pays 240 The exacto was $5. Trifecta, $15.40. Obviously, not very big prices here. Magic Presto, $3 to place, 240 to show. Dream Together, 260 and 10 Dream Baby Dream, a long shot hope was able to uh, finish fourth. Rich, let's uh, bring in here. We're going to send it back to Jessica in just a moment. Rich, let's let's bring it in here. 51-2 for Ariana G. Obviously, it was a very impressive effort. And obviously, now the question marks, should she have gone to face the boys, or is she happy right here?
7: You can't blame the Connections. Because they basically just give you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but I'm sure they're like, man, this horse was sharp today. And after watching the first two eliminations, nothing really impressed. This she might have been the most impressive horse on the grid so far. Garnett,
6: any regrets? I don't think so. I have to agree with Rich. You just pocketed two hundred and fifty grand. Your horse uh, barely broke a sweat. I mean. You don't know what's going to win two heats. You don't know how she's going to come back from it. So uh, I, don't, I, I don't see how you could have any.
3: Mike Carter, that's the point that you brought up about the two heats. I mean, it's very unpredictable to see how Ariana G would have raced in two heats. I know Jimmy Tactor is probably addressing that situation right now on the Meadowlands live feed as Hollywood Hayden uh, is talking to uh, trainer Jimmy Tactor. But, I, uh, Mike, I think the two heats is definitely the wild card in that equation.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the eliminations only go for 100000 apiece. She would have taken home 50000 if she wins uh, one of the two eliminations. And then you're risking it to come back and attempt to win uh, the Hambletonian final in heat number two. Definitely think this was a smart decision uh, by Jimmy Tactor and those guys. This is their fourth straight Hambletonian Oaks. And Mike, even more, it's the, also the owner's fourth straight Hamiltonian Oaks, uh, Marvin Katz, and Al uh, Libfield. So uh, congratulations to
3: all those guys uh, on a uh,
2: very hard work over
3: the last couple of years. All right. Jessica's honing in on trainer Jimmy Tactor. She's going to get her target probably momentarily. How many times do you think Jimmy Tactor has been asked this question in the last five minutes about the, should you have gone to the Hamiltonian? Uh, over and under about five.
7: I don't think anybody said anything to him about well, We got Jessica Hollywood. I'm sure
3: she's going to bring it up. Uh, I'm sure she's going to bring it up too, right? Because let's see, let's uh, see, Jessica. Well, Jimmy's got to go get the. uh, Obviously, Jimmy's got to get the uh, the presentation as the flowers being awarded to the winning connections of the Hamiltonian Oaks. But uh, guys, the big one's coming up. Seven minutes on the board. Fourteen on the real board. The uh, the Hambletonian final, going for a purse, of $1 million. It starts a 50-cent late pick four. It is the second half of the Oaks-Hambo double. Talk to Darren Keener, whose long shot here is perhaps eight, Victor Gio. Let's bring Garnett in here, and let's start talking about this thing. The Hambletonian final. And obviously, Enterprise... International money will be taking their share of wagering dollars. But, as always, as value players, we look to try to find something that's going to reward our pocketbooks handsomely. Garnett,
6: where's, who's, the, who's the magic horse in this race that will accomplish that best? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, based on what I saw in the eliminations in the post draw, I, I really, really like uh, Devious Man here, but I don't like his 5-2 to two price on the board. So uh, while you were... Uh, coming up to my introduction or working on my introduction i was working on a pick four ticket i'm going to single <laughs> devious man and i'm going to go uh, fairly deep uh, in a lot of the other legs i think uh, the philly and mare race coming up in a couple of races should be come down to pure country and and nike franco and in the other two legs i'm going deep but i'm going to take a shot and single devious man here i liked what i saw and I, I think it's going to be a position much better in this race to have a good crack at it rich if we're looking
7: for a price where do we go perfect spirit race very well going first over in the elimination but I might go back to Dover Dan. Brian Sears knew he was getting fifth at the top of the stretch in the elimination and he really didn't ask him so I think he saved them for the big dance and that three and three quarter length they got beat by if Brian Sears tried I really think he would have cut the margin.
3: Mike Carter I'll turn it to you. Well let's see uh, if Jessica's going to try to Get Yannick here, follow her. Uh, uh, Yannick's back on his way. He's got to get ready for the Hamiltonian, and and, uh, so does Jimmy Taktus. So that's fine. uh, We already got Ariana. We got young Ariana, and uh, I'll tell you what, that was a very special moment for her. Mike Carter, let's throw it to you. If we are looking for a price here in this Hamiltonian, the $1 million Hamiltonian, where do we go?
2: You know, it's interesting. Uh, It's an interesting race that sets up kind of interesting. If you're looking for a price, though, I think you have to go with number 10, Bill's man on the outside. He really raced strong in his elimination. And I think Bill's man uh, could definitely uh, show up against this group. Uh, like Rich Pate said a little while ago, nobody really jumped off the page except Bill's man. Uh, if you ask me, I wasn't really expecting Bill's man to, uh, to be there at the end of the mile. And he, he, boy, did he ever show up. He picks up Corey Callahan again. He was 5-1 to one on the morning
3: line currently, 16-1. to one. Could be a value play. All right, let's uh, break this thing down. First of all, some Hamiltonian stats. Mike Carter, the first Hamiltonian, was raised back in 1926. The Meadowlands has hosted this race since 1981, and uh, you know this race obviously has a lot of history. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that the Meadowlands has hosted this race since 1981, and it doesn't. It seems like a long time ago, but it really wasn't that long. Uh, that long of a time ago where the Hamiltonian was indeed at other racetracks. Yeah, definitely. When I was doing the research uh,
2: for the Open, and, uh, you, it's interesting to see where it had been uh, before this. Of course, it uh, came from Duquoin in Indiana. And then, uh, Mike, I think I read uh, a little while back that it was before that, it was at the uh, what is now Yonkers Raceway. So uh, this race has moved around uh, quite a bit.
3: All right, guys, uh, they're calling them the Buglers. The All-Star Buglers are calling the horses to starting the uh, – well, near the starting gate anyway. it's uh, Right now we're about 10 minutes away from post time for the 92nd edition of the Hamiltonian. So let's go through this race. Mike Carter with you on Give It, Gas, and Go. Harmony Oaks Racing, David J. Miller, Lawrence Means, of course, our good friends at VIP Internet Stables, John Booten Shane Trains, Brett Miller Drives, a shoeing change on Give It, Gas, and Go. They're taking the back shoes off. Uh, for this particular race, and you get Brett Miller to drive here. Obviously, Dave Miller going to four, what the hill? But Brett Miller has been known to pull off an upset or time or two, Mike. Yeah, he has,
2: and that's why I think uh, Give It Gas and Go uh, should definitely be used on your exotic tickets, 34 to one, uh, and drawing the rail for Give It Gas and Go. And again, like we've talked about before, Brett Miller is no slouch, just like David Miller is no slouch. I think uh, they got a very good driver here with Give It Gas and Go.
3: Let's turn it over to Garnett. Garnett, number two is Enterprise, and this is, uh, once again, Tim who will be racing in the colors of Kawan Incorporated for trainer Marcus Melander. And uh, Enterprise, with a very good effort in his elimination, or rather, yeah, in his elimination, in his heat just a few hours ago, coming, storming up the inside, defeating Devious Man, who was out wide and perfect spirit, who raced very, very big, can enterprise repeat that beat of just a few hours ago?
6: I think he can. I mean, I think uh, this was one of the one horses that uh, I landed. I, I was lucky enough to land on to speak about in, in his elimination, and I hinted then that uh, five to one was an overlay. And you're getting four to one on him here, and you know he's going to be a horse that's going to be positioned uh, to, to, you know, to make best use of his speed. So uh, four to one, he's he's a good bet here, I think.
3: Rich, let's turn it to you three. Devious man owned by Stroy Incorporated, Andy Miller, Stable Incorporated, Andy Drimes. Devious man came from post nine last time, was parked a mile, closed very, very well. Enterprise got the jump on him from the inside in the heat. Devious man gets a much better post draw this time around for the big money.
7: Yeah, and he can leave too, which is a good thing. Andy, if if there's a lot of speed, he can take him back. Or if nobody goes, he can go on with it. He... Beat the way the race was. He didn't beat it, but he raced well enough to win in his last race. The way the race was shaped up because nobody could close all day. And he was actually one of the first ones that actually could close. So maybe the track is changing as the sun's starting to set. He's got a big shot.
3: Mike Carter, 4's What the Hill. Burke Racing, our Horse Sense Stables. Jerry and Teresa Silva Stables. And uh, Dave Miller is the driver on For What the Hill. Obviously choosing him over Give it, Gas and Go. A lot of speed, a bit of a tough trip perhaps, was hounded, which set up for Enterprise a devious man to come from off the base. Do things turn out differently here for what the hill? You know, it's
2: interesting you say that. I, it, possibly, yes, but the post-draw uh, definitely uh, kind of hindered him a little bit, I think, with a little bit of speed being towards the inside. He has enough speed to get off the gate. The question is, is David Miller going to be able to ration out the fractions against this group, or is, are people going to start taking shots at him?
3: Number five, International Money, Mr. Barnsdale. Right now, International Money is 3-1 to one on the board. Second choice to 9-5, to five, a devious man. A hard-fought victory in the heat against the likes of Bill's man and Victor Gio, who raced pretty big. Scott Zeron back in the bike. Frank Antonacci, the trainer. Does International Money give Frank Antonacci the crown?
6: You know, this race is being strangely bet, in my opinion. I really thought International Money would be the favorite, probably less than 2-1. to one. Um, even though I like Devious Man, I couldn't recommend making a win bet on him at 9 to 5. I, this horse has every chance of winning this race. Rich, number six is Perfect Spirit.
3: We were very impressed with the way this horse raced in the Hambo elimination just a couple hours ago. Parked mile, gutsy game, looked like he was actually going to win it down the stretch, but Enterprise took it away from the inside. It's was also outclosed by Devious Man. I guess the question is, yes, the effort was big, but... How does an effort like that play out when you have to come back and race in a couple hours?
7: Yeah, I mean, it was just only a couple hours, so I don't think. He's still warmed up and ready to go, I feel. And he raced very, very well in the elimination. I will use him in the pick four, especially at seven or eight to one. Okay, I'm going to throw it to Garnett for seven,
3: Dover Dan, because I know Mike Carter's got a bit of breaking news about Victor Gio the eight. Dover Dan, uh, Garnett, number seven. This is a long shot that Rich Matei liked before, and he's going to stick with. And one thing about Rich, he's always a week early on horses. So maybe this time he's a start early, like a couple hours early on horses. But this horse caught up was really pace compromised, as Rich likes to say. Did well for not having all that good a position. Does need better position here to contend. The odds are certainly right.
6: Uh, I, I honestly don't see him getting better position. I I don't see him leaving out leaving any of these horses to his inside. Uh so you're gonna be seventh or eighth at the half and you're gonna try and win the handball from the way these uh, the way the cars have been played out today. I don't see it.
3: Mike Carter, the eight
6: horse is Victor Gio as the wind is suddenly picked up
3: here and that is a headwind in the stretch. But Victor Gio, uh you've got some breaking news on the Jimmy Tactor trainee, Mike.
2: Yeah, he's going to race without shoes as well, so a couple of horses in this field going to race without shoes behind, um, and that's Victor Gioit and give it gas and go. Obviously, no hobbles on what the hill. Victor it, uh, Mike, was a horse that I didn't really like at his elimination, and then he came back and uh, actually raced pretty well to make the final. Uh, he's got a tough, tough post to come from, but 7-1 to one odds. you might be able to take a shot there.
3: Richmond's A. number 9 is Guardian Angel Oz, the Annette Lorenzen training for driver Jason Bartlett, owned by ACL Studery and Kel Johansson, uh, the Swedish connection. Guardian Angel Ons finished fourth last time, had a good post, had a good spot post-9. <laughs> he really is going to change it.
7: Yeah, he raced okay in the elimination. I think he got lucky because Long Tom broke in front of him. But um, now he draws post-9. I don't think he's going to get a, the same inside Close up trip that he had in the elimination. Garnett,
3: the ten is um, Bill's man, a driver Corey Callahan, John Boot and Shane, with uh, three horses in the Hambo fi- in the Hambo finals. This horse finished second to International Money, lost a thrilling stretch drive, but once again, the post is really going to compromise her. You would have to think.
6: Absolutely, I can see this horse getting a piece of it. I can see him, uh, but. You know, I think he's going to be maybe third, fourth over at the half, three quarters. I I can't see a 10-hole winning the Hamiltonian when it's so competitive. Maybe if you had Walner starting from the 10-hole, we'd be thinking differently, but I, I can't see him winning it. All right, Mike Carter, it's
3: nearly time for the 92nd edition of the Hambletonian going for a million dollars, and this is the race that we wait for each and every year, and it's uh, been certainly a pleasure to – sit here and I broadcast this great card or much of it anyway, and it's certainly going to be a pleasure to sit here and watch this Hambletonian. I know it's Garnett's first. Well, let's get down the brass taxes. Who is our selection, Mike Carter, to win Hambo 92? You know, it's... Uh, you know, that's a, <laughs> a tough call, if you ask me.
2: Um, I kind of want to go to the inside with uh, Devious Man. I kind of want to go to the outside with uh, Victor Geoit Mike, but I think... and I'm trying to... Get my post position. I got it written down here and I couldn't find can't find my paper. Did
3: you hide it from me, Mike? All
10: right, Victor I guess I'm not I this
17: it.
3: Victor Gio is starting from post position number eight. Victor Gio in from
2: post eight. But I think guys, I think I'm gonna go with Bill's man from post ten. Twenty-one to one. Uh is a little bit of a uh is a little bit of a tough price to take, but I'll tell you what, uh if anybody can Corey Callahan can, and I think Bill's man is going to be uh the toughest one here.
3: Garnett, your pick to win uh, Hambo 92.
6: I'm going to stick with deeps man. He was the most impressive uh, horse that I saw in the eliminations. And you know what? He, uh, I don't think it took too much out of him that effort. He only really trotted hard coming to the wire maybe the last 16th to get up for second. I'm going to stick with him. I don't love him at 2-1, to one, but I singled him in a pretty big pick-4 ticket, so I need him to win here.
3: We're just a couple of minutes away from a
6: start. Rich Mate, your pick to win Hambo 92.
7: Dover Dan. I think Brian Sears had a lot left in the tank, and I think he's going to show it.
3: Marion Marauder was a second-place finisher earlier today in the John Cashman. He was last year's Hambletonian winner. Pinkman was a winner of two years ago for trainer Jimmy Taxer, who uh, went back-to-back with uh, Trixton and Pinkman. Trixton the winner of 2014. Royalty for life in 2013 the great market share for Linda Toscano, Noel Daly's bond band in two thousand and eleven, uh, and Jimmy Tactor in two thousand and ten with Muscle Massive. Jimmy Tactor has obviously won this race uh, quite a few times, and uh, he is uh, down to perhaps a long shot chance here to win it for the third time in the last four years with the eight Victor Geo. They are getting ready. They are coming to the starting gate. It is the ninety-second edition. Of a race so rich in tradition, so rich in history, it is the Hamiltonian, and with the call of Hamiltonian '92 on this beautiful Saturday afternoon at the Meadowlands, it is the voice of the Meadowlands, Ken Warfington.
4: Field of 10, three-year-old trotters lined up for the 13th race, the $1 million Hamiltonian final, the 92nd Hamiltonian. Right now, a two-to-one favorite, three-devious man. the Ron gate for race 13, the Hamiltonian. Here they come. And they're off in the Hamiltonian. Guardian Angel shows first on the outside. There goes Perfect Spirit with speed. What the hell from the inside. And to front steps out sharply from the inside. And give it gas on the rail, It's the first turn. Okie okay, Sponstead in perfect spirit, taking charge. It's perfect spirit to the front here as they round the first turn. Guardian Angel, big long shot going up on the outside. What the hell is third. Enterprise gets away fourth. Devious Man is fifth. Up and around, give it gas and go is sixth. And Victor Gio to the outside, seventh at the back of the pack with Dover Dan, followed by Bill's man. And the breaker was International Money. International Money lost all chance, of breaking in the first turn, 27-1. So it's Perfect Spirit up front, Perfect Spirit in front, and parked up is the long shot. Guardian Angel on the outside, going the long trip here. What the hill in the box, third as they hit towards the half the pace going here. Enterprise fourth down, stays in. Devious Man going up now with Andy Miller. That one going up with Victor Gio on the outside, third. Bird. Give yeah, it gas, and go. gets shuffled back as they pass the half-ball. Underways, Bill's van from the back of the pack. With Dover and an international way back, the half awaited 56 seconds. So it's Perfect Spirit in front. Perfect Spirit has the stranglehold on it as they race the far turn. Guardian Angel, tough trip for him, but hangs in there second. As they head the three-quarters, Devious Man is poised to come three deep right now. What the hell's had a perfect trip, and he needs to fan to the outside. Victor Gio from third over to three legs from the lead here. Enterprise, buried on the rail, needs to sing room They turn home, and Bill's man fast to the right up and on, 20, and one. in one the remnant the
0: Hamiltonian. Perfect to on,
4: CBS fan and,
3: enterprise and, 152K. What the hell? and there it is guys the hall of famer dave miller what the hill got caught up in a middle half speed duel in the heat not that trip did not happen this time what the hell was able to get the perfect pocket ride and get the job done there is an inquiry though mike carter there is an inquiry Gar- did you happen to see what the inquiry was about i was watching the stretch drive
6: I did not. I'm just uh, trying to figure out why I went off What the Hill when uh, he was my pick.
3: What the Hill 17-1. to 1.
7: I think the three bugged in and made a horse break. And that's what the Inquiry is going to be on.
3: Carter back at the post time with Mike and Mike Studios. What the Hill the upset at 17-1 to 1 over Perfect Spirit, who raced equally huge in both the heat and the final, only to come up third and second.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Talk about an exciting race, Mike. I don't know uh, who was around up there, but uh, hearing the fans uh, screaming and yelling uh, at the Meadowlands was definitely uh, fun to hear. But how about What the Hill, guys? Uh, He got caught up in a speed duel, like you said, and just had more in the stretch. Uh, Trader Drider Okus Fonstead almost got his first Hamiltonian, uh, just missing out here. And uh, the Inquiry, guys, is against the winner. It's against the winner. Number four, What the Hill Inquiry.
3: This is this, now, this has to be a steward's nightmare. An inquiry on a million dollar race on the winner, Mike Carter. This this has to be a steward's nightmare. I feel for them guys in the judges' booth right now. Well, we've talked about it uh time and time again,
2: uh, about these type of things, and uh, you know, uh, an inquiry on the winner in a million dollar race is uh tough, and uh, you know, trader driver Ocas Fonsted is uh. Kind of sweating right now along with David Miller and those guys. Uh, well, we're going to take a look uh, as to what they're looking at in the stretch. It appears that they're looking at uh, the stretch drive if uh, what the video is up on the screen is what they're looking at. And uh, David Miller, he pulled out and uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens uh, here
6: in this inquiry.
3: Yeah, Garnet, uh, Garnett, tell us what you see.
6: Well, the two horse comes, tries to come around here. And when, uh, when he comes out, sorry, the nine horse, he kind of takes his feet out. Watch. Right there. Touched his, Touched his wheel with his foot. I mean, I don't know. Was he already ahead of him? Far oh enough boy. ahead of him? That's a tough oh call, man. Oh,
0: boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
3: That's
6: a tough call. That is... He did
3: take
7: his spot away and made him break.
3: Oh, my god You know what? Hey, guys. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Hey, Mike. I'm sitting here watching it and on the uh, feed. And, guys, I, I got to agree with you. I think that... <laughs> especially because the two horse hit the board, guys, I I don't know, man, this is very, very close, but you know, if he, if he came out uh, on top of the two, I think you almost have to uh, almost have to take, I see me, on top of the nine, he almost have to take him down.
3: And they are showing this replay over and over. And I'll tell you what, there are some, there are some anxious moments going on right now with the Burke stable, the SRF Stables, Oka Swanstat and the three guys in that room, Garnett, that have to make this decision. And and even as cut and dry as it may be, it's, uh, does does it as a million dollar race? Does it does it affect? It shouldn't affect.
6: It shouldn't, and but if does you, it If you watch the replay, look behind him after after this uh, happened. Watch him look behind him after the incident here. Oh boy. There, Oh, boy. And then he doesn't really celebrate at the wire. But in the slow-mo, I mean, this is bizarre. In the slow-mo, that horse almost looked like it reached onto his wheel. Like, I mean, it's, this is a tough call, is, is Is this as much of the fault as Guardian Angel, who was parked a mile and
3: was tired for all intents and purposes, is this as much of his fault, Garnett, as it was the four? This is This is really bizarre.
6: Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think you, you can fault the... that the three horses trotting in the straight line you can't really fault him oh boy
2: you know hey hey, mike you know it, it's
6: kind of interesting that you,
2: you you guys mentioned that you know the horse kind of reached out i mean what do you do when a horse kind of reaches out in that type of situation is it the fault of the four or is it the fault of the of the nine horse you know what i'm saying it, it's definitely a uh, tough call and listen i would not want to be the three guys in the uh, room next to ken work that's for sure
3: no, and but now we're getting a head-on shot, guys, and I don't think we've seen this before. Let's take a look at this head-on shot, right? Oh, now.
6: that looks really bad. Oh, boy. hey,
7: oh, yeah, Rich, he took his path away, I, I, and you said the nine didn't have trot. I think he had something left.
6: The interesting thing is Miller doesn't celebrate at the wire winning a million-dollar race. You know what I mean? Like no raising of the whip, no nothing. He knew something something's coming up here, So this this is
3: boy, I'll tell you what, this is uh I'll be i I'll be honest with you guys. This, Mike Carter, this is a little uncomfortable.
2: No, I, I, I completely agree as we all kinda of sit on pins and needles and wait. Uh it's uh listen, for a million dollars, this is uh gotta be probably the most anxious. That any of these guys have been uh, not only for Dave Miller, but also the connections of the six, uh, where Trader Driver Oakus Fonstead, you know, those guys have got to be on uh, pins and needles
3: as well. Well, I'll tell you what's going on right now in that judges booth is they are looking, and here we go. This is, you know, the controversy back at Meadowlands Pace Day with Huntsville. Okay, going into the pylon. This is. uh, I think this is going to dwarf that in the comparison because they're. One thing about Garnett, one thing about the judges—they're not going to win here.
6: No, I mean, <laughs> no
3: matter what they do.
6: You're absolutely right, but I mean, the head-on shot I think clearly shows that he uh, he, he came out and uh, he did the interfering. If you look the pan shot, it looks a little bit weird, like he's reaching into his wheel or something. But I don't know, man. I might, if you if you're looking for my opinion, I think he's got to come down.
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of have to agree with Garnett. Uh, the the head-on shot told the entire story. And guys, uh, and Rich Matei, I think you can agree with me here as well. Uh, the longer they look at this, the worse it
3: is, if you ask me. Rich, the longer they look at it, the worse it is. I have to agree with
7: Mike Carter in that statement. Um, it also could be the magnitude of the race. They want to make sure. Wow, this is no matter what happens, this is the connections must be on pins and needles right now. I'm on pins and needles and I don't really
3: we're on perfect go ahead Mike.
2: Guys you gotta think too. I mean imagine if you stuck around with what the hill, seventeen to one. The better's gotta be on pins and needles as well. This is unbelievable drama. In the or in the Hamiltonian, and uh, you know these guys are taking a long look at this, especially after everything that went down in the Meadowlands Pace. Uh, they want to make sure they get this one. He has been disqualified.
3: Vote. What the hill has been the disqualified. Guys, the
4: explanation. Oh here's my the, goodness. The guys, hear the explanation. Go ahead, Mike. Crossed over, and with the right sulky wheel interfered with number nine Guardian Angel, causing that horse to go off stride. Did not have sufficient clearance. Changed course in the stretch, came off the cones, and struck the front, the front legs of nine Guardian Angel, causing that horse to go off stride, and was disqualified and placed ninth for the interference. Guys
2: placed ninth for interference. That was the explanation from Ken Workington.
0: Wow.
3: Unbelievable. Well,
0: I. That you couldn't
3: pay me enough To be one of them three guys in that room right now And and uh, Boy I just I, I feel I mean you know as good of a guy And how many times Mike If we if we had Dave Miller on this program How many times have we had Ron Burke Hi Hi, hi. So Drama in the Hamiltonian If you're just tuning in For what the hill wins Has been disqualified place ninth for causing Interference Perfect spirit wins it. Davis man up to second. Enterprise up to third. And uh, Bill's man up to fourth. There's the official sign. And uh, I don't think we've quite seen anything like that before, Rich.
7: No. And even Aki doesn't look too thrilled that he got put up either as he's driving back to the winner's circle. He probably okay. is in shock, too, that he just won on a disqualification. Mike? Guys, I you know I heard
2: the uh, the crowd when they pulled the numbers down, and uh, you know the crowd reaction uh, obviously uh, some surprise, uh, some not so surprised, but the crowd reaction uh, told the entire story on, on that one.
3: Darnet. I think I think the right I think it was the right call. I really do. But it you, just, you just have to feel for them. up there with the pressure that's on them to, to this million-dollar race. And I know it's not supposed to matter. He either did it or he didn't. And uh, I know uh, it's going to be a very active HRU tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: and uh, it's going to be a very active Facebook, a very active Twitter. Everybody's going to have an opinion on it. My personal opinion, I think it was the right call. Right. Garnett, Garnet, I think you agree, Mike, right. I think you agree, rich are we in, are we you agree? it was the right call.
7: Yeah, he took his path away and made him break, and I still think the nine had some horse left. you know, it's a horrible feeling, I'm sure, but the Stewarts had to make a decision. It doesn't matter the magnitude of the race, you have to be fair.
6: Absolutely, you know, independent of all of this, and one thing I'm noticing now uh, as this horse coming to the winter circle, this is one beautiful animal that got put up here yeah the perfect spirit it's just uh, i mean if you can if you can paint a picture of a racehorse, there's one right there
3: okay, Mike Carter, let's talk about perfect spirit for a little bit. We've talked about this what just happened, obviously sending shockwaves to this crowd uh and everybody watching I'm sure an international audience here at the hambletonian but let's absolutely not take anything away from Perfect Spirit, who was parked a mile in his limb, finished third, and raced equally as well. The feet here getting put up for victory, Mike. I have to say Perfect Spirit definitely earned
2: it. Oh, completely. You know, he only he didn't lose by uh, that big of a margin uh, at all in the, in the final here. And uh, Mike, he won in his division of the Beal and was fourth behind uh, Devious Man and Long Tom and Ariana G in the uh, Beal final. He raced exceptionally exceptionally well after uh, being parked a mile in his elimination. And you know, after being parked a mile in your elimination and have to come back for a second heat, then I'll tell you what, it's tough to make the final let alone uh, be parked a mile and then have to come back and uh, come back and do what he did here. Uh, He definitely looks, uh, definitely looks sharp. I have to agree with Garnett is a very good looking animal.
3: Okay, guys, this is live radio. And I really don't know. I really see Jessica down there in the sea of humanity, but I'm going to, Jessica, if you can hear me, I'm going to throw it to you because from your perspective, I want to uh, know what the
0: crowd was like when that actual
3: announcement was made and what the, some of the feelings that were going through some of these uh, people, betters, horsemen, what they were from your vantage point.
5: Um, Well, I haven't even made it to the winner's circle yet. That's how many people there are. But uh, when they took the numbers down, the crowd went absolutely ballistic. And then I looked up and saw that they took all the numbers down. I think it was the right call. It sure does suck for the connections um, of what the hill, but uh, I think it was the right call also. I know a few horsemen that were down here weren't very happy of the connection, but unfortunately, it was the right call. I'll make my way in there eventually, I promise.
3: Okay, Jessica, we'll uh, send us the good old signal if you're uh, able to get anybody down there. Is uh, Oka Swanstad uh, returns to the Winter Circle with number six, Perfect Spirit and the Blanket presentation is made. Uh, guys, I think we, we need to badly take a timeout after that. We did not expect. <laughs> What just happened there? High drama, the Hamiltonia 92. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. we live from the Meadowlands.
13: <laughs>
3: the Kentucky Sire Stinks is a culmination of a month long series of preliminary races, with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. Kentucky Sire Stinks includes two and three year old pacers and trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov.
18: Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest, located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America, with live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday nights from May through September. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. Summer racing heats up at the
3: Downs at Mohegan Sun, Pocono. Catch all the action Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday with a post time of 6.30 and Sunday at 7.30 p.m. In July and August, it's the two- and three-year-old trotters and pacers in the spotlight in Pennsylvania Sire Stinks and Pennsylvania Stallion Series action. Follow us on Twitter for all things racing at Downs at MSP, at Downs at MSP. Mohegan Sun Pocono. Join us for the twenty-third annual National Standard Bred Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries closed July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, driving, dressage in hand, showmanship, gated, jumper, hunter, speed, fun, equitation, fresh off-the-track, jersey bread, and roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between three and ten. Also on a chance to receive 200 dollars in cash and a custom belt buckle. Participate in the Pacing for the Cure In-Hand Trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bred Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th.
9: Be there!
2: The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standardbreds the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations race horse adoption program
0: Back my eyes I've
3: seen the years. I've been in the books and uh, what a race and uh, what they hold. Obviously, the storyline winning and he disqualified and placed ninth for causing interference to number nine, Gargan Angel Oz in the stretch. So, six spirit has been moved on dollars 640 540 The winning mutuals with devious man, $3 to foot is and went surprise at four. Those skills man was four.
2: All right, I'm not a uh, not a hundred percent sure uh, what happened to uh, Mike Bozich and the team out there. I'm not sure uh, exactly uh, what's going on out there, but uh, we are covering the Hambletonian at the Meadowlands Racetrack, where again an unprecedented disqualification—the uh, very first disqualification ever in the Hambletonian, and uh, Mike, are you guys there? Okay, uh, I'm not exactly sure uh, where Mike Bozich and the team is, uh, but uh, we're going to go down to Jessica Otten here momentarily. She's got Winter Circle reaction, and uh, we'll also talk about uh, the inquiry, again, that plagued uh, that plagued the Hambletonian. Uh, we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Uh, Mike, are you guys there? All right, again, uh, some technical issues here. We certainly apologize uh, uh, for that. We're going to take a very short time out here in just a second. Again, we're going to go down to Jessica Otten uh, here momentarily as we'll talk about uh, everything that happened in the – in the Hamiltonian, it's been a fantastic day of live harness racing action, and uh, you know, uh, the one thing. about Running uh, Aces
18: Casino well. and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the Upper Midwest, located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota, and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America with live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. From May through September. For more information, visit our website, RunAces.com.
2: All right, again we are uh, we are back here. Um, not exactly sure. What is uh, going on? Apparently, we're having a technical issue. We're going to bring in Jessica Otten real quick. And uh, Jessica, can you hear me down there?
5: Yeah, I can hear you.
2: <laughs> All right. Apparently, uh, we've got some technical issues going on upstairs. Uh, what's the uh, reaction so far from down where you're at? Uh, obviously, uh, Trader driver Okus Fonsted uh, has to be happy that uh, he uh, won the Hamiltonian. but uh, All right. Apparently, uh, we've got uh, technical issues uh, from all the way around here. I tried to get Jessica in here, but uh, apparently uh, she is not able to hear me either. So we are going to go ahead and close things out. We hope you've enjoyed our Hamiltonian coverage from the Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment, where, again, uh, a, some high drama is what the hill was disqualified from first and placed ninth due to interference in the stretch. We'll see everybody back here next Thursday with a first post of ten thirty. Also we go live next week from the Dan Patch Stakes at Hoosier Park. Good night, everybody.